Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Penny Bloom Podcast. Tis I, Colton Robertson, and you are back for Mutants Monthly. This is edition number five, and uh, today we are ranking the Foxman films, the X-Men films produced by Fox. That is uh, all all throughout the X-Men franchise, X-Men 2, X2, The Last Stand, uh, First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, Logan, The Wolverine, X-Men Origins Wolverine and Deadpool Deadpool 2 and then the New Mutants. That that is our that is our list here. I believe it comes out to 13 movies if I uh, if I remember correctly in the count there. Um that that is what we'll be doing today and I'm joined of course by Aurora Carter. What's up? Hey, it's great to be on the podcast sober this time. <laughs> oh, sober this time. Uh, the No Way Home conversation was uh, quite the fun one. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun one. You know, you, you get together in person for the first time. It's going to be a fucking occasion. We're, of course, we're going to make the podcast a party, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, if y'all like Spider-Man No Way Home, make sure you go go listen to our episode there. Where we were also joined and are joined today by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And this is your second Mutants Monthly with us. Uh, mm-hmm. You joined us last time for the Dark Phoenix discussion, Fear and Loathing in Dark Phoenix. And you are here today for the Foxman ranking. And yours yours is a perspective I'm very excited for because uh, for, I'm assuming, most of these movies, it was a first viewing for you in deciding these rankings. A lot of them, yes. Um, if I have watched any of these movies before, um, besides the newer ones... Um, like any of the X-Men movies, it was while I was very, very young, and I wasn't really paying attention anyways. Um, so I basically, I've watched all of these one time for real. Um, yeah. So yeah, very, very new noob perspective. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. And Aurora, obviously. I'm thinking that what's always exciting about our conversations is that me and you enjoy a lot of the same things, and we weigh them incredibly differently. Um, I've, I've noticed that throughout our, like, uh, our tier discussions and stuff, we, we, we generally have the same perspective of things, except it falls in completely different spots. And it's kind of the most bewildering thing I've ever encountered in terms of podcasting. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited to find out what your ranking is. And, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about the, uh, the movies as a whole real quick. The, uh. Starting in 2000, you know, with X-Men going as as recently as, what was it, 2018 that The Dark Phoenix came out? 2019, June 5th. 2019. <laughs> That's impressive. That was, that was, you know. I mean, there are certain movies that just have that, just have that, you know. You, you're like, I was there. I was Even there the for the date, though. I could, the year, maybe, for, like, movies. But the to the exact release date, like, I'm only going to know, like... <laughs> 
No Way Home, I guess I'll remember that for a little bit just because it's recent, but damn. Yeah, I don't I don't remember dates that movies came out. How about a but so nineteen years of movies, you know, that we've got here, thirteen films. Uh and I guess New Mutants was twenty twenty, so twenty years of movies. Uh it's it's a uh it's a long running franchise and it's it's definitely it's hit or miss. This is more so than most franchises. Uh, it's hit or miss. You know, you look at Star Wars, and you generally got generally on the whole, you got a bunch of good movies. You look at Marvel, you generally on the MCU, you generally on the whole got a bunch of good movies. In the X Men universe, it it becomes a little bit more like, yeah, there are a few really good movies, and there are a bunch of ones that just aren't. Uh, and that's the general perspective. I personally enjoy these movies pretty much all the way through and through uh aurora on the whole how do you feel about the x-men saga confusing okay and i'm gonna say why x-men x2 last stand apocalypse dark phoenix all of those are phoenix sagas i don't care what nobody say they all lead to a phoenix saga to some extent Mm -hmm. and then you have um x-men origins wolverine Logan, Wolverine. It, it's like all of these are centered around, it's like they don't know where they want to go. And personally, I feel that X-Men came out at a time where like superhero movies didn't want to go too above and beyond. Because I remember another podcast when we were saying like Guardians of the Galaxy wouldn't have happened like a few years before that movie would have came out because it right. would have been too, you know, much. So I get that, but... I feel like with, like, X-Men, they kind of really retconned a lot of shit. And they it seemed like they didn't, they didn't know what they wanted to do. And I don't want to go into, like, the certain movies that I'm talking about because I think we're going to go in, like... Oh, know, certainly. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll certainly get there. But, but that's how I feel. I get you. There's a certain lack of structure mm-hmm. that uh, is is notable. It's kind of like... They really were going movie to movie, probably not sure what what they were going to do with the next movie. It's just kind of like, fuck it, we'll make another movie. And frankly, like, you know, that that once upon a time wasn't really a critique. It once upon a time was just sometimes that's just what sequels are. But when it comes to superhero flicks now. You need you need a certain continuity. You need a certain structure to the universe before you get it rolling, or else it's gonna it's gonna feel like it's falling flat a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it, while that is a general weakness of these movies, it, it's also weirdly enough uh, something that makes them kind of fun. Uh, I get this from the DC films a lot, you know, where it's like, okay, I'm not real sure if any of this is connected or how it might be, but regardless, I'm here for the story, and I'm here for the characters, and I like it, Uh, and that's kind of how I feel about the X-Men movies, you know, like, regardless of how the fuck these characters might be connected from the original trilogy of X-Men movies to the 2014 Days of Future Past era X-Men characters, who, like, they they might be the same. They're saying they're the same. They, but they they don't feel like it. Maybe they are, and I don't know. Fuck it. Who cares? Like I'll watch what you're giving me, uh, and I'll enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's that's just on the whole how I feel about the X Men movies. Something that's kind of wild 
that they don't really have all the continuity that Marvel has in the MCU is that still watching these movies, I feel like the X-Men is way more of a family than the Avengers or any of the MCU characters will ever be. I, I hope they're going in the direction of more family and, you know, like really focus on the like intermingling of each hero, which I think is a lot more interesting. Maybe that's why I like these movies a little more, you know, maybe like more than the average person is because like, they really, I, I think these movies do a really good job of like the found family and focusing on, you know, the relationships that these crazy mutants and crazy, you know, people with powers would have, you know, and I don't know. I, I, uh, I think that's a really like a strong suit that these movies have. Um, but also at the same time, like the continuity, it, it's, it's its greatest weakness and its greatest, you know, strength is that they can do whatever they want per movie if they want to change stuff. But then at the same time, it's like, I don't know. If you're just watching these movies to enjoy one movie at a time, you know, they're great. They're, they're average. You know, they're, they're above average, I'd say. But if you're mm-hmm. watching it for the whole thing, then I say it kind of, you know, fails a little bit. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really like, I wouldn't even say I'm middle of the road. I'd say I'm like, I'm a little above average of this whole saga and everything. I, I'd say I, I enjoyed it quite a lot. I, I appreciate that perspective. And I, I, uh, I generally feel the same, you know, like I do have, I do have my gripes, but I've also been on the podcast many a time expressing that I'm an easily entertained person. Uh, doesn't take a lot, uh, for me to get, get glued to characters and really, really enjoy them. And obviously there are spots where I feel like, uh, these characters aren't, uh, some of these characters aren't the most lovable and some of these stories aren't the most lovable and, there there are points where it's just down like what the fuck are we even doing here like it's sometimes it's just like that but regardless i found myself enjoying them and i've i've given all of these rewatches so that must mean something you know like that's always how i i look at movies is if they have a certain rewatchability for me they couldn't have been that bad and i all of these have a degree of rewatchability for me uh just because I, I so thoroughly enjoy them all. The only... Mm, see, like, with me, I think I'm like the harsh, like, the real harsh one on this part because I, I hold them to, to such a standard that makes me, like, I'm going to be critical. <laughs> I just can't help it, but... No, and that's, 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 that's what I want. That is, that's what I want. Do your thing. Because the only, like... Uh, I don't get, I don't get them. Okay, so we have this guy, Simon, that worked on Last Stand, wrote it. Last Stand, of course, I'm not going to go too much in it. But, you know, it's two big stories. You have the Cure story, and uh, I'm not calling that Dark Phoenix. That's that's something else. I don't know what that is. But he did that. That was labeled as the worst X-Men movie of, like, all time. So we get a first-time director to direct, again, a movie that he had failed before, Dark Phoenix. And I just don't, I just don't get, I just don't get Fox. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's, it's, it's often more the studio, and this is a, this is an example for a lot of these movies, actually. Like, the studio is very heavily involved in the makings of of the X-Men movies and the way that Warner Bros was 
really influencing uh the, like the Justice League thing in 2017. Like the Fox's hands are all over the X-Men franchise, you know what I'm saying? Uh and it it does ha- it does have a lot of shortcomings. A lot. Uh, a lot of shortcomings, oh. and I think I think it is a product of studios being like what will make us the most money this time around. And that's kind of like, and I know that's, it's a business and that's obviously what they're trying to do. But like, I don't know. I like a little bit of more, uh, uh, genuity in my art, you know, like mm-hmm. just being genuine mm-hmm. like about the art itself, like writing the story and filmmaking. Uh, and I know that's like, it's superhero movies, man. And it was 2000, 2002 and 2005 or whatever the fuck. But like, Look at Logan. Look at movies like The Dark Knight. Look at movies, you know, like the movies that are legitimate, critically acclaimed, and they're still superhero comic book movies, you know? Like it's just because yeah, just because we're in a universe where people have powers and stuff doesn't mean that the story or the lesson is any less valuable. You know? And like I think it I like honestly I think superhero movies are like the easiest way to reach like the public and like get a message out there. Like Spider Man No Way Home like basically focused on so many real world like problems that you don't even really realize that you're that they're focusing on because of just all the crazy stuff that's happening in the background right and it's you know kind of like these movies too like they're all focused in like very real world stuff like you have um freaking someone who was in auschwitz you know someone who's a, a, a jew that becomes a freaking one of the most powerful people in the universe or like, you know, the world, not the universe, but, uh, you know, like there's a lot of things are based in like real world stuff, cold war, world war two, you know, real world stuff, yeah. which, which I, I like about these movies is that it's, it really does appeal to the history buff. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're big on history, you'll probably enjoy X-Men, the X-Men films to a degree because they love going to a, to an era. They mm-hmm. love going to an era. Question: Are we also going to talk about characters that, like the the Fox Men, kind of fucked up? If that if they are a reason the movie is so low on your list, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, because I'm going uh, hard. But yeah, I, like I, we, <laughs> this isn't just like we're going to read our lists. No, I want why that shit is where it's at on your list. You know okay. what I'm saying? Why it's above this or below this? It's uh, that's the fun of this right here. So uh, if if they fucked up a character so bad that it was like, yeah, that can't be high on my list. Tell me, uh, and tell them. That's uh, that's what I'm here for. Uh, but I think that I think it might be time to get into the into the ranking itself. Thank you. Let's do this. Uh, so we're gonna start at the bottom of the list and work our way up. We're gonna go one by one. We each have our individual list. Uh, we'll start with our 13 spot. Uh, would you guys, any preference as to who goes first? Do you want to, you want me to start? We go to Aurora and then Joe like that. I just wanted to ask, like, if you haven't seen one, like I haven't seen one, the new mutants. That's the only one I haven't seen out of all of these. And like, I, I can't rank it higher than anything that I have seen, you know? So like, exactly. It's kind of like, I'm, I don't know. Like I'll put, I'm putting it at the bottom just because I haven't si- like simply seen it. So, but like, uh, and that's fair. That's fair. So, that, like, as long as you have that qualifier there, you know what I'm saying? You told the people. 
So Colton, based on what you said earlier about like how me and you view things kind of the same, but are kind of different. Like I would like prefer like what you said, like boom, boom, boom. Well, you're right here on my screen. But yeah, like that. This is see where me and you are going to. All right. So it'll go me, Aurora, Joe. Yes. That sound good? Because Joe's the noob. Yes. I am the noob. Newbie will will wrap it up for us. Give me a good... um... Uh, like time to realize what movie you're talking about because like i don't know them like off name like that you guys do like instantly you know like right, uh, right. whenever you guys say the last stand like i have to look over on my other screen and look at like the cover like of that movie and be like oh okay that's what happened in that movie like so i have to like kind of collect myself but uh all yeah. right i get you i get you <laughs> all ready. right well then uh and we'll just have you sit out the 13 round since it's the new mutants like you said already uh but coming in at last place here for me uh it's it's very obviously x-men origins wolverine uh as disastrous as you might think some other movies are they are not quite as disastrous as x-men origins wolverine uh they're very like i've said this many a time wolverine is one of my top three favorite characters of all time like uh, uh superhero characters like from childhood, Batman, Spider-Man, Wolverine. That was always how it was. Uh, and for the, for one of my favorite characters of all time to have what I am thoroughly convinced is the worst superhero movie I've ever watched. Uh, it, it's quite the accomplishment. And frankly, Fox like deserves some props for that. You took a character I loved and made the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh I was just looking at it on IMDb and it won awards and I'm like, interesting. This movie won awards, but the award that it won is biggest disappointment of the year and worst movie of the year. So that's, that's pretty awesome. It's, it's, it's just a, it's just a flaming pile of shit. And it had like, it, it has like the bones. There are certain elements of the movie where it's like, that certainly could have been adapted in a better way. Like it's, it like had good ideas. But it didn't. It didn't execute on any of them. It was just. It's just not not very good. And I, I, I'll say it is entertaining. You know, like I like it's one of those movies that it's like kind of. It's like kind of so bad. It's it's fun to watch. Mm. There there are elements of it that are just like that was so dumb. but yeah, like I don't have a, I don't have any good things to say about the movie besides like you know Hugh Jackman's a good actor, so like he, as shitty of a script as he was given to work with, he he does all right, you know. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Aurora, what you got at the thirteen spot? Same exact thing, same exact thing. That's so many things in here from Deadpool to Scott to Emma Frost. To Quicksilver, it was just Gambit, 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 Gambit. Oh my god! Like I just the blob is in it. Like like there's there are like so many elements of this movie where it's like, damn, this should have been a good movie. This, yes, and then they just Sabretooth, really, really like, didn't do that. Sabretooth, the the hand and, and frankly, this adaptation of Sabretooth. That's like that's one of the coolest ways to bring him a lot bring him to life on screen in a way that's like believable. Like I think Sabretooth's comic book like look is like it's obviously pretty outlandish, uh the whole thing and 
putting it on screen, especially at the time. I think what that was 2009 X-Men Origins Wolverine came out. I think so. Uh, I believe so. Like, I don't think folks were ready for those kinds of comic book designs yet uh, on screen. Even though they did it in X-Men, even though they did it in X-Men. But you saw how they did it in X-Men. Yes. And it's like, and it's like, okay, well, this clearly isn't going to work. We're going to have to tone that the fuck down. Uh, And I, I, it's just, (laughs) it's hard to bring to life. And I think they did that, that element of the movie. All right. The actor was amazing. I actually liked him. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name, but I've seen him in other stuff. Like, he was... Oh, he's been in a bunch of yes, stuff. Yes, he he's was great... really good at Sabretooth. Like, the material... I'm pretty sure he's uh, he's got a whole series on Showtime called, like, Ray Donovan or something like that. Yes, because, like, he was really good. And this movie had, like, so much potential to be like, all right, like, we're going to do it like this. That's... We have, like, a good like cast we have good characters and story like that and it's like shit it because like how do you make emma frost like like emma frost was in it and she could not like hear professor x like telepathic communication it went to scott like it was and it how would she get caught by humans how would she get caught (laughs) like it was so stupid it's just full of holes. And that actor, by the way, is Lee Schreiber. Yeah. Uh he's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, great actor. But I mean like and it's got a it's got a good cast. Hugh Jackman, Lee Schreiber, Ryan Reynolds, uh Will I Am has a role in the movie. No way. Um, this uh yeah. the Lee Schreider, he played the voice of Frisk in Into the Spider Verse. Oh, he was Wilson Fisk. Yeah. Oh, oh, Okay. Yeah, he was Fisk, and, and ow, wow. That's, Killed that guy. Yeah, that, hmm, interesting little crossover there. Yeah, I mean, he's been in a ton of shit. BoJack Horseman, Movie 43, mm-hmm. Robot Chicken, Goon. I love that, man. And... If I were to rank a movie at the bottom that I have seen, it would be the same as this one. This was like the movie that I just watched where I'm like, what the heck's going on? Like, the whole time. I'm like, on the other ones, I'm kind of like, I'm in it. You know, the story kind of makes sense. There are some retcon stuff that, you know, you just have to get by. But this one was just kind of like, dude, what is going on? Like, I am I look down at my phone for two minutes and I look back up and then it's a completely like, it's like, I don't know. This movie was just very, a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, but. So may we call that your 12? Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess it's my 12. But if, if we're like deciding on the continuum, you know, of all of us, like. It would make sense oh. to put this one down below and just to trust your two opinion on New Mutants and just leave me out of wherever New Mutants goes. Gotcha. Basically. No, I, I, I'm thinking we – I don't think we're going to end up doing the the whole list together. I think it's okay. just individual. We've each got our, our ranking. I think it will just be easier to keep track of that mm. way okay. uh, because in case, in case we drastically view movies differently because it's like, oh, we'll get to that later. Uh, but uh, – yeah, so we'll call we'll call X Men Origins Wolverine your twelve then. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's just right. uh, if it's not thirteen, I'm I don't know if New Mutants is better than X Men's Wolverine or Origins Wolverine, but I would assume maybe, probably, probably, um, probably. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll go into my twelve then. Uh, I this is where I put New Mutants, just uh, just because. 
I've I, this is the only one on here I've seen once. Uh, it's incredibly forgettable. Uh, and I think it had like again had a great cast. Uh, but this is another one where the director has voiced his disappointment with the fact that Fox got its grubby little hands all over the fucking movie. Like this, this movie was not what it was supposed to be. It had, it had these cool horror tones, but it was originally supposed to be a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like it was supposed to be a scary fucking movie. And it it's just kind of like they're trying too hard for the, the general mass appeal thing that they just weren't going to get with a story like this. Uh, I mean, Macy Williams, Anna Taylor-Joy, like it, Charlie Heaton, it had a great cast. It had the bones to be a great movie. And that's something you can say about pretty much every X-Men movie is that it had like it had the structure, it had the general makings of something that could have been incredibly good. And then it's just not executed on. Uh, so that that's why New Mutants is there at my number 12. Aurora, what you got there? I'm in a, I'm in a conundrum. Okay, it's either Last Stand or New Moons. Be okay, because you gave me a point I didn't realize. Like, I only went to it once and didn't look back. Last Stand, I can look at it even though I hate it. I can still look at it over and over. Right. So it's, mm, but New Moons feels so different. I'm gonna. I'm I, okay. I will give it to New Mutants. I will give it to New Mutants just because they fucked over the director. I I don't. I don't like the fact it was a bad movie, not because of the director, because of the company. So I will right. do it there because Last Stand was because of every fucking body. But, um, <laughs> but I will give it that because they just fucked over the director. Like that's the only reason. Okay. All right, yeah. So, so we're 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 in agreement here. Twelve new mutants, I think, is is where me and Aurora both land. Uh, let's go to let's go to our number eleven. Okay. Uh, and I'll I'll start, and this is where we will all sync back up on the same page with with Joe here at the end. Uh, eleven X Men: The Last Stand. Uh, this is Ike. The only thing that makes it appealing for me is nostalgia now. Uh, it's it's not particularly good. There are several points in the movie where I'm like, that's that's actually bad. That's actually like actually something that is in a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, there's this certain degree of love I have for it. I, I mean, I watched this on my little DVD player. Like I know Joe, the way you said you you play the dv the or the vcr tape of uh fucking spider-man 2 so much that it spun the fucking shit out i scratched the shit out Mm. of my x-men the last stand dvd for my dvd player uh that like i i loved watching this movie when i was younger just because you know superhero stuff i loved wolverine i think uh and at the time when i was younger and i didn't really understand the phoenix as a whole i thought this was a really cool uh scary version of it and i've since come to recognize that as a whole this is a not a good adaptation particularly um yeah and uh i I, like i generally what you'll notice here is from here on out i'll have generally positive things to say uh 
but I just can't feel comfortable calling them good movies most of the time. <laughs> like, because most of the time they're just gen- they're just generally not. But uh, but I still have a degree of love for them. And X Men Last Stand is definitely one of those where it's just like this is probably not a very good movie. But hey, I've watched this movie more times than I could than I could tell you. I don't, I don't even know. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I'll say there. And uh, Aurora, what you got at eleven? Listen, well, because I feel like I already like in Mutants Monthly, um, Fear of Loathing, Dark Phoenix. I kind of like really went in on this movie. I said movie, <laughs> movie. Um, I but other than the whole Jean Grey thing, because I was, you know, I really went on with that. Um, also, um, what's her name? Rogue. Her getting a cure. I was not about that. I I really hate it. And, and I understand, like, the audience is supposed to, like, agree with Bobby for leaving Rogue, leaving her. But it was still kind of shitty because you're spending, like, you're ice skating in this fountain holding hands with a girl when your girlfriend's room is like right fucking there and hey, you're holding I'll hands give this to the last stand. That's some comic accurate Bobby. <laughs> Bobby's a fuck boy. A fuck uh, boy. Always has been. Uh that man will just up and be like, you know what? Fuck all this. I'm gonna go do the shittiest thing I can. Um <laughs> and I like agree with you, Colton, but like it was just kind of sudden how they made him comic accurate when, like, the first two movies, Bobby is, like, a hopeless romantic. Like, he really right. likes Rogue. And I'm like, okay. And he really fucks with her mind. It's kind the, of like, what? what? What's really sad about... about This is generally applicable to the whole X-Men original trilogy there. Uh, they're on the whole trying to ground it in a reality that uh that x-men stories like that obviously there's supposed to be a degree of realism in it that feels relatable to the real world but there's there's this obvious outlandishness to it like it's like obviously this isn't real you know what i'm saying and uh rogue story is a lot more fun when she's not so intense you know like uh and but sadly that is what would be real yes like if you couldn't touch anyone You'd fucking hate your life. You like it's like <laughs> I definitely would get that cure. You know what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. it sucks that like that's the context. Like they were going for a realism and a realistic story there. Uh and I can generally appreciate that, but it it kind of sucks when you know what Rogue can be. Like the character that that she is in other properties, in the in the cartoon and in the uh uh, in all the animated series mm-hmm. and then uh, in the comic books, she's she's generally a much more fun, upbeat person than she is uh, the dreadful, just kind of sad teenager that they present. And like I like I felt like they tried to like they tried to do two big comic book movies together, like the Cure storyline, the Phoenix storyline. Maybe, like, and I kind of, like, I was listening to, like, someone say something about, like, how The Cure was, like, that's a big story. But how I took it as, when I was younger, it's like, okay, I feel like the X-Men are, like, a metaphor for, like, civil rights and, you know, way back. And getting a cure is, like, curing my blackness or your Asianness or your other. So it's yeah. like, okay, I could see why 
they were like, oh no, we don't want this. I, I kind of like that storyline, but it was, I really wish they just did like only the cure because I felt like if they was too grounded to do the actual Phoenix storyline, then they should have stuck with that. It would, And that's yeah. the problem. See, they tried to ground it in realism and then they were like, okay, but let's take the most fantastical shit we have and try to ground it in realism with the Phoenix storyline. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, like you just can't do that. You got to mm. let the Phoenix storyline be the Phoenix storyline. It's got to be this intergalactic fucking huge thing that <laughs> just can't be grounded. Like it, it can't be grounded. That's it, mm-hmm. it, it won't work that way. And like, you're, you're absolutely right in that like a movie focused on the cure aspect. And like, if they would have played more with like William strikers, like purifiers type type thing and made that the point mm. of the movie, maybe, maybe like we get a more like that grounded realism. It's more, it feels more genuine. It can, it feels more like art that they're trying to create and not something that's going to sell. And you my know? last, and, uh, like my last like point with this and then I'm like done talking about Last Stand. Um it's like imagine because a lot of people say, well Last Stand like Aurora you're reading too much into it. Da, 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 da. Okay, so you like Endgame and Infinity War. Imagine if Thanos was just like a purple asshole in Brooklyn, New York, and he had to share everything in his rundown apartment with his other siblings. It was never <laughs> enough for him to eat. And then he was like, oh I'm gonna make computerized looking colorful stones and then do it like that. You would hate it. So that's how, like, I'm like, they grounded too much of the last stand. Like, it's it needs to be big. It needs to be dumb. Like, it needs to be, like, mm. huge. That's how, like, I always try to say, like, imagine if, if any more, any other big Marvel movie, like, is grounded. Like, yeah. That, like, my biggest gripe I have with this movie is before I watched this movie, I finished like the phoenix saga like through the comics so i got like what the phoenix like should be like the the best you know like the amazing story that that was yeah the original adaptation and then i'm like expecting like oh this is the movie where like she like really become you know this is like this is it like when all these cool things are gonna happen and then i'm just like oh wait that's how they did it oh really oh that's how they're doing it like that was this movie was like oh wait that's how they're retconning this right now and that that's like this is it's my eleven two, by the way. Um, there you perfect, go. Perfect, perfect. Um, but it was the only like one of the movies where I was taken out very much. Like I was taken out of the movie a lot. Like real, like just and it was really just me going like, really, this is how they're gonna go about this. Like, there's so <laughs> many better ways to do this, and this is how they're doing it. But uh, I thought like the movie itself is entertaining if you can get past like you know Gene's story basically. Like I thought the cure. Um, storyline was really cool um it, it adds like a very interesting aspect to you know x-men and, and just mutants all over like it, it makes perfect sense for someone to be like well i wish i was never born like this in the first place because then i wouldn't have all these problems you know like that that's a very real thought a very you know probably one of the first thoughts you would think is like well what if i never had my powers and you know i, I thought that was a very cool story that I, and i do agree i think a movie solely focused on that would have been a lot better um, yeah, but yeah, this this movie did just kind of fall short and just really, I don't know, maybe question a lot of the decisions they made, like about this movie. Right. Was, but like now, like going up from here, there's really not a movie that I hated. Like uh, going up from here, like I, I pretty much enjoyed all the rest of these movies. Um, mm-hmm. 
this is like the last one where I was like, okay, I like it. That's genuinely bad. I think the only positive this movie has, this is like when X-Men got a budget. Like they had like a good CGI budget. That's like the only positive I will say. It was a good CGI budget for this film. All right. All right. Fair. Fair. Done. (laughs) Done with 11. So uh, uh, we're on to 10 here. We're on to 10. And uh, I'm, 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 yeah, this is a, this is an interesting one. I don't, I don't know which way. I, this I'm, is the I'm first kind two. of difficult pick in my yeah, opinion. I'm between yeah. two right now, uh, mm. and I'm, I'm leaning, uh, I'm leaning one way, and I don't like the way I'm leaning. But the more I think about it, the more, the more it feels right. I think ten's the Wolverine. Thank you. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, hmm. Interesting. Yes. We are lining up very, very closely so far. That. That's very yeah, it seems like we're all on the exact same page right now in terms of what 13, 12, 11, 10 are. Uh, and I'm assuming I'm assuming I'm maybe nine. Uh, we'll see. But uh, the, the Wolverine, you know, it's it's again, you know, I I love the Wolverine and they made an incredibly forgettable movie about the Wolverine. And that's just like. I, I just ha- I just have beef, you know, like, damn, man. He's not been brought to life on screen individually extremely well, save for one example, and we'll get to it. But this is a really interesting storyline in the comics, his whole uh, relationship and connection to Japan and uh, why he feels drawn to there and the, the love he finds there and stuff like that. And they they do it pretty well, but it's just kind of dull. It's just kind of boring. It's just kind of like, eh, you know, like if if there was if there was any movie that would fall truly on that like, eh, tier, it'd be this. You know, like it's just, it's really really middle of the road stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, that that's how I feel about it. Aurora, what you got at the ten? The Wolverine. It just. That's like one X-Men movie that felt like it came out of fucking nowhere. Like, it really just felt like we no one asked for this. Like, why we got it? Like, we could have went anywhere else with this. Like, I don't... Right. Like, y'all didn't have to... I wish, like, the Wolverine kind of... Like, yes, it shows the aftermath of Last Stand, but I wish that they went with a route of it actually showing, like, the repercussions of it. Like, they... It just it just felt like it's out of it, it was the product of their emphasis on Hugh Jackman's Wolverine the whole the whole time, you know, because Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is the centerpiece of that first trilogy. Like he like he is the main character, uh, I think on in, in that in that trilogy. And I don't think that's necessarily how the X Men are supposed to to feel. Like uh I think it feels better when Logan does feel like more of a outsider a little bit instead of like the centerpiece. Uh, I think he's a, he's a, he's a rock for them to lean on and stuff when they really fucking need him. But he's, he's, he's a lot more, I don't, I don't know. I feel like... there's, there's, there's something else about him in this movie. That's just like, a. I, I, I... there's a vulnerability to him that I really appreciate. But, uh, uh, I, he he doesn't he doesn't portray it a lot of the time, you know. Yeah, I really, I I do feel like they gave Logan Wolverine whatever 
like a Cyclops and Storm role, like in one, like for like, cause in the comic books they are like the main rocks for them lean on. Cause Wolverine is like, you know what? I'm not really feeling it no more. Let me go on like my own adventure for like 15 years and come back. And I kind of wish like the Wolverine's kind of like a Logan part one, but not like far into Logan, like not at the same time, but kind of like a part one years apart. Like him alone, the X-Mansion feels empty. He's like going about his own thing. He feels a lot. Gene is sending him like echoes or like he has PTSD from Gene, which they kind of put in the Wolverine and... I just kind of wish he did, you know, kind of felt feel like that. But it, it just right. felt very out of nowhere. That's the like only thing I can say about it. I'm, I only seen the movie, like, I only catch it at the beginning and fall asleep or catch it at the end and fall asleep. So that's right. Like, I yeah. feel you. I feel you. Yeah, it's it's just, a, I, like I said, it's a, it's a pretty boring movie. Like, it's not one that it's, like, more well made than the last stand, which is why it gen- like which is why it's generally above that movie for me. Uh but I'll tell you for sure it's not nearly as entertaining to me. Mm. Uh yeah, and, uh, I, I love Japanese culture too. I love uh it's like one of my favorite cultures in the world and it just pains me to put this movie so low uh, because of that. But like yeah it's it's like I don't know. It was just kind of dull is how I would kind of describe this movie just kind of bland like uh you have all these other x-men movies that you know even though they they do stay relatively grounded and they don't go you know too crazy out there it's still very entertaining and very you know a lot of crazy things are happening like on screen still um yeah and this one is just like a little more dull it they tried to focus on you know the emotional side a little bit more than you know the power and everything like that but yeah i don't know i think wolverine like, I agree with you that he is, they focus on him way too much. Like, in even in the X-Men movies, they, like, always find a way to make him the guy who has to do the big thing, whatever it happens to be. You know, like, oh, well, turns out I'm the one who can't get ripped to shred, or I can heal just as fast as I'm ripped apart. So, oh, send me back. You know, like, it's yeah. al- there's always something that, that puts Logan in, in the front and, yeah, and everything like that. So, I kind of push both Wolverine movies down below any of the X-Men movies just by default because of that. But also this movie is just below the X-Men movies anyways. Um, so I think this is like a pretty good spot for it. Um, like, yeah, no, just kind of dull, just, uh, entertaining. Yes. But comparatively to the rest, a little dull. I get you. So you, you're in agreement here. Ten, tens across the board there, huh? Mm-hmm. I think that this one could be the next, I could be, I think we're gonna fall. We're going to go different paths. This is now. where we start. This is where we start splitting, splitting away. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll get to my nine here. Dark Phoenix. Whoa, I wouldn't put it that low, but okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I uh, I enjoy this movie. I certainly do, and that's like that's like the there is a gap between ten and nine. Like these are not close. There is a sizable gap between the rest of these movies and the bottom four movies. I want to make that perfectly clear. Uh, hmm. But yeah, this one is one that uh, I I do appreciate. And as we talked about it a lot last last month on Mutants Monthly: Fear and Loathing in Dark Phoenix, 
there are certainly elements of it that I do really appreciate. But there, like, as became my sentiment the more we talked about it last month, there's just something missing. Uh, it's not, it's, it's not enough. And I, I get harsh on the Dark Phoenix story when it's not enough. You know, like, I, I, I need the Dark Phoenix story to be the Dark Phoenix story. And if it's not that, then it's not that. Uh, mm. And this this just falls, it, it falls short in that way. And therefore, I, it, it gets reflected that way amongst my other X-Men movies. Uh, I, I, as I've said before, I do love Sophie Turner as Jean Grey and would love to see her back as Jean Grey in the MCU. Um, she did fantastic in the movie. I've voiced how I, I don't fuck with them killing Mystique in this movie. Really don't like that. Uh, like, I think they put a pretty sizable emphasis on, like, Quicksilver in the prior two movies, and then he was a complete non-factor in this movie. Uh save for, like, the beginning. Um, hmm. Now that you're saying, like, these things, I'm kind of, like, I I have this movie, like, relatively high. Like, I'm, I won't say where, but it's, like, it's pretty relatively here's I, high. Here's what I'll say. It's entertaining as fuck. Like, it, it, goes, it, it goes up against the top tier of this, of all these movies in terms of entertainment. And visually, it's probably I'd say there's CGI only wise, one movie that is visually better. A yeah, single me one. Too. And... Yeah, I, I, I'd say the same. And and for that, for all these reasons, I really do love it. But story wise, it just falls a little short for me. That's all. Uh, and that's just generally the consensus as we work up is like these stories are missing less and less for me. Hmm. You know, uh, that's kind of that's kind of how it goes. But uh, yeah, number nine, Dark Phoenix for me. Uh, Aurora, what you got at nine? X Men. Okay. X-Men. X that movie feels childish to me. It feels <clears throat> it it X Mansion X Jet beautiful. But the whole Magneto wanting to turn humans into mutants, it seems like Gorilla Grodd when he wants to turn humans into apes. It Jean get, get Storm and Jean getting fucked up by Toad couldn't get with that. Um, Halle Berry's crazy, somewhat trying to do African accent couldn't get with that. Senator Kelly turned to a water a jellyfish fuck can't get with that. Rogue <laughs> origin story with Wolverine and her hair turning white with the machine can't get with that. I I just I just don't I I just. I just can't get into it. <laughs> it's just parts in that movie that it's like it's it it feels it feels childish to me. It feels like Fantastic Four nineteen ninety four straight to DVD release. That's how it feels to me. God damn, that's the harshest criticism you could have possibly given this movie. Yep, I'm, I'm I I don't like this. I have said it. When me and Joseph was even going down it, I said you could watch X Men on your own. I'm not watching that. Like I, All right. I do, All I right. don't like that. And that's movie. that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'll get more to my. I'll get more to mine in a little bit. But yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> I think I think nostalgia plays a pretty big role in the way that I view the first X Men movie. Yeah. Uh, 
but uh, Joe, what you got at number nine? I have Apocalypse here. Ooh. Um, and I don't know. This is where I'm like, I'm curious to see like where your guys' Apocalypse stands. Um, because like this one, yeah, it's like there's some crazy stuff happening. You know, you got basically a god versus the, the X-Men. And it's like crazy stuff. So like there's no short supply of, of entertainment here. But like, I don't know. This one was just kind of like, and that's the thing. It's starting here is like any of these movies up, up to like my number four can really be thrown anywhere. Um, and this is kind of just the start of those movies that are just kind of all mid tier for me. Gotcha. Um, but like this one out of the rest of the X-Men movies uh, that we still have remaining, I do think that this one's just like the weakest um i think it's like I, I at first when i was watching this i was blinded by like ooh, like ancient egypt ooh, these cool storylines oh this is like a, a literal god basically you know like oh this is really cool i don't know it just really didn't uh like reflecting back on them and looking at the other movies this movie like it's more forgettable even though crazy things are happening like uh i know that there's this god he came from ancient egypt and stuff like that but i really don't really remember like the rest of the movie um comparatively to the rest of these i can like i can tell a lot of the story you know um like a lot of what happens in the movie and this one just kind of is like it's okay it's good um but just kind of fell short for me at least all right right. i appreciate that i appreciate that and since it's your nine i'll go ahead and say my eight apocalypse Hmm. i view it in a relatively similar light that you do uh I will say coming into this, like when I was originally going to rank it and I think about like the modern X-Men movies like Days of Future Past, First Class, Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, I I was like, I think Apocalypse might be my favorite to watch casually. Like, I think I enjoy giving that the most rewatches simply for the character design and uh, certain elements of the movie are really, really awesome. Uh, I love Magneto in an apocalypse that shit is fantastic to me um i had no idea that oscar isaac was uh like he was in, i had no idea that that was him um, yeah oscar all. isaac is apocalypse and i i fucking lo- i i like that interpretation of apocalypse and uh it's like that was a we talked about this on mutants monthly number three that's the best way to bring that character to life on screen for my money like the apocalypse that you have in X-Men comics is a fun, wacky design, uh, but it it doesn't look the slightest bit like if it was real. It doesn't look like it'd be all that f- fucking menacing. Uh, meanwhile, this this is a dude who I look at and I go, oh, I'm going to run the other way. Um, like, and That's fair. Character design across the board. This movie's fantastic. Uh, I like young Aurora, young Storm. She's a she's a fun aspect of this movie. I like the way they bring the four horsemen together, and it's a uh, Storm, Psylocke, Magneto, and uh, shit. Who was the Who was the fourth? Angel. That's right, Archangel. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing that I will say wasn't a huge fan of in this movie was the design of Archangel. Uh, the the knives. Not a huge fan of that being the wings he gets when he becomes Archangel. Isn't that uh, comic book accurate? Oh, can we get more um, as far as I was concerned, the Archangel that 
I recall is the the super colorful one. That's the one that I've always associated with Archangel. Oh, I thought he I thought he did get metallic wings. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I okay. Okay. They look See, they metallic, look but I don't metallic. think they are. Yeah, they like I don't know. It could be like it could go either way. Like there are pictures yeah. with him with like legit just regular angel wings that you would think of like just the white feather, and then there's like a shiny silver that kind of looks metalish, but it still bends and fl- I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I could, um, uh, but nevertheless, that that apocalypse on the whole a, a really a really cool movie. Uh, and I'm a real big fan of Magneto, and Magneto's storyline in this movie is uh particularly good to me compared to some of the other storylines throughout all of the movies. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's uh that's why apocalypse is at my eight. What's your, what's at your eight Aurora. Okay. With everything you've. That's hard for me. Um, I'm stuck between two. I'm stuck between two. I will give oh, fuck. I'm stuck between three. <laughs> I am. This is where it starts to get a lot more difficult. Um, about the other, like I will give this one Dark Phoenix, and I don't think I, I've re- I really don't have much to say about. It. I have talked about this movie, but so like, yeah. If you've been if you've been yeah. with us for any other Mutants monthlies, you've heard like especially specifically last month. Uh, we talk about Dark Phoenix for pretty much the entire episode, so uh, yeah, like I don't. It's definitely the place to go if you want to hear us talk about Dark Phoenix. Like, yeah, I, I, w- I would give it, you know, Dark Phoenix. I mean, like, yes, the only thing, like, yeah, I've said it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Okay, I'm glad. I'm happy with this development because I said it was at nine, and and I thought you were going to put it at like four. Hell no. Uh, based on your reaction. <laughs> no. Uh, so I'm I'm glad you're only I'm I'm glad you're at eight here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Joe, what you got at eight? I have this is where I placed the first X Men. Um, all right. right here. Um, and and it's just uh, like I didn't realize how uh weird this movie was until Aurora kind of meant, like whenever she said why it was her nine, I believe. Um, like a lot of things popped up that I rem- like you you reminded me of a lot of things. I was like, oh yeah, that was kind of weird. Or like, yeah, that that was kind of interesting. Um, I would say I liked it more than Apocalypse, though. Um, and that's why it does it is still a little higher. Um, but yeah, it is just kind of uh, just entertaining, yes. But uh, story wise, a little weird at at points. But yeah, have the that's mine. No, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Uh, uh, I I certainly get that, and that's why at my number seven, I have X Men. Mm. Um. It's it it's one that is nostalgic as hell for me. Uh, I loved this movie when I was younger, uh, and because I did love huge, I loved Wolverine when I was little. These movies were fucking awesome to me because I loved Wolverine. Uh, as I've gotten older, I see that you know he wasn't the greatest storytelling device in this specific trilogy and the and the stories they were telling. But uh, I did really really appreciate it at the time and. Uh, I think uh, this movie, I mean, like, there's only one real superhero movie before this that, like, deserves any any credit at all. And it's, I mean, not 
uh, Marvel wise. I mean, there was Superman and Batman and stuff. There'd been a few of those, but uh, uh Blade mm. was the only was the only Marvel movie that was worth a shit before X Men. Uh, so I think X Men plays a big part in the commercialization of the superhero movie, and is a big reason as to why we have superhero movies the way we do now. And I I think that X Men in two thousand deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, but yeah, that's why uh. It ultimately falls at my seven. Uh, what you got at seven, Aurora? X-Men Apocalypse. Based on like everything you guys say, okay, but I will say this, and I hope we all agree. X-Men Apocalypse has the best title sequence of all the movies. Like, it that going through correct. time and seeing, you know, the Jesus statue, the Mona Lisa, the Twin Towers, train development. That, and I saw it in 3D. That opening Ooh. sequence was, I think I saw it in 3D, but anyway, it was so, it's, it was so good. Like still to this day, I love just like looking it up randomly on YouTube and be like, this, this opening is so good. It's so good. It's one of those things that makes that movie one, like for me, the funnest X-Men movie. Like I, that's why I watch it the most, you know, like I. I genuinely get a great deal of enjoyment out of it. And it's probably the one of the modern movies that I've seen the most uh, in terms of X-Men movies. Mm -hmm. uh, First Class, Days of Future Past, Dark Phoenix, and this. I think I've watched Apocalypse more than any of the others. Uh, And I kind of feel like this movie actually left me... Like, when I was watching it, I couldn't really predict it, honestly. I couldn't really predict it. I know, you know, when I get to Days of Future Past, it's kind of the same thing. But like with this movie, I I wouldn't I wouldn't had expect Jean to be in her or Phoenix mode because I thought that we would have learned our lesson. But anyway, I didn't expect Jean to like come about. I didn't expect Meg like you know Quicksilver to acknowledge like that was his day. I, I thought it was gonna leave that alone. I didn't expect right. that. The the. Oh, it's hard. Oh, now I'm kind of a granny because the mansion scene when it blew up. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, like it, if there was a thing that could elevate any of these movies above, like the single funnest scenes in all of comic book movies are Quicksilver's. Dreams are made of this. Okay, I might have to bump up apocalypse and well there's another now. there's another one there's another one in a later move in yeah. another movie though um that one probably, scene alone though is probably my favorite x-men scene ever um is whenever he's just running through the mansion saving everybody mm-hmm. to, like to that right. song i mean i i don't know if i could pull out another scene that's like up to that level um like of just like iconicism and like uh i don't know that, that I, I forgot. I forgot about that. I didn't know that that was an apocalypse. I was, like a... um, I was reading something. That it took like what, like a month or two months to like film that scene, and then also that was a deleted scene. Not to make this a Gene thing, but that's like a deleted scene where, like in a movie, Gene could say like, "Oh, they're scared of me. They're not scared of you." Like, yeah. And she had like a bow, and she aimed it at one of the mutant students and shot it at him, and the bow just went around. And like it was just like she just made it leave like last minute. She was like, "I, I like, she was like so what's up?" Yeah, like she was like, "Like get the fuck out of my yeah, face!" Like I will fight you, period. And like you know, Gene running into Scott, 
dropping her books and catching it and stuff like that, and how he was like an asshole to her. I was just like, my tree. Yeah, like you know, my fault. But but the costumes too. These costumes, like the best costumes in any X Men movie, to me, I love the costumes. Like Psylocke. Maybe we're being a little too hard on this movie. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it. And I thought that too whenever I looked at it in my ranking. And then I was like, nah, I really like the movies above it. Like they're they're just like object like story wise. They have the stories to be better uh, higher up. Uh Apocalypse just didn't have quite the story to be too high up on the list. But uh, like Magneto just fucking up the world while he's just in Egypt with his just using every single scrap of metal. I was And how about him how about him destroying Auschwitz? Yes. Yes. Damn. Like there are there are some hmm. awesome moments. How he in killed that the movie. police officers with his daughter's necklace. I like, gotta re That's my this. favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I gotta watch this again, man. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Is a, this what you want from me? I don't know. I might bump this ab- above Is this the who X-Men I am? Movie. Like the first <laughs> X-Men movie, this Apocalypse is probably better. Yeah, I, I thought about it, but I was just like uh, the nostalgia factor one out for me over Apocalypse. Yeah, it's, they're very pretty interchangeable, I guess. Uh, for me, and that that is that is the word for like these middle four here. It's like they like six through nine mm-hmm. or six through eight, I should say, are pretty. I think it could be anywhere on my list. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so my seven was X-Men, Aurora's was Apocalypse. Joe, what you got at seven? See, this is the one where I'm really in between two. And these are like truly too interchangeable for me. The rest I'm like pretty pretty set on for like my top my top five is pretty set. Um, right. And but I think oh I'm gonna throw first class here. Ooh. That's where I, yeah, I'm gonna throw first class okay. here. It, I mean, it was a. Uh, I really love the young uh, Magneto and young Professor X. Like, I sometimes prefer them over the older. Um, I'm I, and I'm not gonna lie to you. That is absolutely fair. Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy are fucking amazing in yeah. those roles. But they're uh, really the only thing that hold. Like, th- that's the only like good great part about this movie is that these two you just have really two guys that fit the role perfectly um i don't know i see see, what's funny with funny here is that i completely agree but it just carries this movie so high for me uh i love magneto and professor x the two that i'm between i guess and maybe this could spark more conversation it's between first class and x2 um, and then my top five are like pretty set. Like I, I'm don't really have any, any more interchangeables after that, but like those, uh, these two movies are like, they're good. Both of these movies are good. X2 and first class, but I do think X2 beats out first class. Um, and that's the thing is that I don't really have like super knowledge of these movies. Like I don't really have the deep, you know, every scene by scene, you know, knowledge and everything. Um, so it's, it's really just like how I liked the movie when I watch it for the first time, you know, that's, that's no, like, that's you. basically all I have to go off of. And I don't know. I do think this is where first class sits for me. All right. I all right. I can, I can get behind that. And with that, we'll get to my six, which is X two. Mm. 
Um, yeah, uh, this is easily the best of the first three movies, uh, X-Men, X2, and X-Men The Last Stand. Uh, the God God Loves, Man Kills storyline is fucking fantastic. Um, I will say, one of the funniest credits that I can give this movie is that it is it is more forgettable than X-Men and The Last Stand. Simply because both of those movies are memorable for what's bad about them. Mm. <laughs> And automatically, because this one's forgettable, <laughs> and I can't remember the bad things about the movie, it is by omission better than both those movies. Uh, it's it's. I, I will say, I love the introduction of Nightcrawler. That whole sequence at the beginning where he's running through the White House, making his way to the Oval Office is fucking awesome. Uh, I absolutely love that. Um, when Gene and Storm go to pick him up, like Nightcrawler's story in this movie is 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 pretty fucking cool. I enjoy I enjoy that aspect. Um, uh, but other than that, it is a largely forgettable movie for me. Like Nightcrawler is far and away the, the most my favorite part of this movie. Uh, but yeah, and I don't really have much else to say about it. It's just kind of it's just it's it, again very middle of the road, and that's why it, it falls here at six. Uh. What you got as your number six, Aurora? Mm, X2. And boy, oh yep. boy, do I have things to say. Same. I'm being harsh. <laughs> when I was... When's the last time I watched X2, actually? No, I watched it with Joe. Mm-hmm. Every part of the movie I was dissecting. I was like, uh-uh, see, I'm not about that. Mm-mm. Okay. Um... There was no fucking reason for Storm to electrocute the podium that Nightcrawler was on. There was no reason if she did that, he would get hit. Yes. There was yes. no Dude's reason. a teleporter. Dude can teleport at any time. And you're you're knocking him off a ledge and he can't just boop. And or, then, you know, like... <laughs> later on in the movie, later on in the movie, when Jean stops her from coming out to save her, why didn't she just do that there? Like, I'm just like... There was so many things. That, that whole part, I was not about. I was not about... <laughs> And okay, the introduction to Lady Deathstrike. I liked her and Logan's fighting. It's just Lady Deathstrike wasn't Lady Deathstrike, <laughs> and um, you know, like all oh, the graphic scene with Magneto. This is like one of the great things when he just take all the iron out the guy's blood. Oh, that was okay. Insane. No, I, I, as you were talking, I was like, another thing I really like about this movie is Magneto in his plastic cell with uh, his interactions with Xavier. Yes, and like that, that, that's a really good part of this movie. I forgot about that. Man, Magneto's uh, just so cool. Like everything that Magneto does is just cool. Even when he just is playing chess with with Ch- Ch- Charles, oh, I don't. It's so weird me calling him Charles. Um, I don't know. It just feels weird to me. But like whenever he's playing chess with him, oh, and he just Charles. you know just move, you know just just him moving a chess piece. Even that simple is just like oh damn, that's pretty cool. Like that dude could just like move anything, you know, because a lot almost everything right. got metal in it. But uh, but I, I was confused the first time I was watching this. Like, Mystique just puts the metal in that dude, and they really leave it alone for, like, a long time until that guard is, like, back in. And I'm like, oh, that's why Mystique did that. Like, I really didn't right. put it together initially, 
that that's what they were doing it for. But then, like, when yeah. it happened, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just stupid. Maybe I was, like, supposed to realize that. I don't know. I, I don't think you were. I think it was kind of supposed to be, like, like kind of a reveal. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like a, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and mm, what else? Because I have so much. The... <laughs> The part where um what what's his what's his son? Jason? Is that his son? Striker's son. Striker's yeah, son, Jason, yeah. right? Okay. I kinda did like how creepy he looked. Like that his design of Jason like the design of Jason shows how much of a shitty person Striker is. Like when Charles right. like, Jesus Christ, this is your son. That's your son. Yeah, like that's your son. Oh, but like, then you realize that the son, because they say it, but they don't say it to the point where you won't remember it if you just see the movie once. Like the son made the mom go so crazy, she put a power drill to her temple. Like, because the son was just fucking with her. And it was just like, oh, yeah. It's kind of really fucked. Yeah. Makes the cure make a lot more sense, you know? Yeah. Like, if that's the home life for mutants, uh, that's just one of them, you know, like really a, a devastating. That's like a word um, that like the found families of Marvel, the best family, I think, is the Guardians crew is because all their stories are just devastating. They have all of the devastating stuff to like relate to. They have all this trauma that they're just like, all right, we're all fucked. Let's just be a family now. And that's kind of like how <laughs> I feel like with the X-Men, too, is like we're all just in a shitty situation and we all have our families, you know, hate us. So it only makes sense for them to be like, treat the other mutants as their family. And uh, I don't know. I, I really like, that's probably my favorite aspect of this whole, just mutants and X-Men in general is just the found family aspect. It's Um, absolutely my favorite part of the X-Men is just that like, to, to like a far greater extent than you ever feel with like the Avengers, like these, these people love each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, like as, as brothers and sisters and sometimes as, as romantic interests and stuff, like it's, there's certainly, there's certainly degrees of just like, there's just love everywhere in the X-Men universe. And I really, really appreciate that. And it's like love in the face of hate. Mm, Yes. Which is, which is all the more powerful than love for the sake of love. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And for, all of the women watching this, Halle Berry's lace front was on <laughs> in this. I was like, girl, like, I was like, what? That thing was on. I was like, mm-hmm. Some, somebody was on set that day, and it was a black woman, and she was heavy. <laughs> it was a and black I was woman. like, yes. But um like that like now nah, that's that's some great hair she that, had she, she she had in that, that movie was man some great she, hair. and also storms with like the tornadoes coming behind the x-jet fantastic shot i hmm. love that scene and i love how rogue goes out of like the um x-jet even though that won't happen comic book wise because she can fly but we that's a that's a thing right. um how like nightcrawler just did that it, that's the only part that's kind of like, kind of plot hole, and you guys can disagree because Nightcrawler can't teleport someone. He can teleport in a wall. That's what he says. So how did he know where she was going in a jet going like hundreds of miles per hour and she's falling? In it's G-force. been it's been a lot of uh, like I think there's a lot of holes you can poke with like specifically Nightcrawler's power set mm-hmm. um, throughout the movies where it's kind of like 
okay, there are times where he can kind of do whatever the fuck he wants, and then there are other times where he's like, oh, no, my limitations. Like, Like just the singular door to go into Cerebro was like, yeah, I can't do that. Screw that. I'm, you know, like, no way. But then there's times where he's like pulling seven people out of a sticky situation and just does it like, you know, instantly where it's like out of a building and they're like completely like far away. And so there like, is like, is is it like a adre- like, is there an adrenaline based thing to his power where it's like sometimes if he's on, he can just fucking do it. But like, I, 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 I and, see that can't be the case or you have to make that known or else it's kind of like a plot. Point, <laughs> I guess just... And like my last like two points with this, I, I think I've watched this movie so much that I kind of like see like the movie mistakes. It's like my last two. Joseph, remember when we was watching it and wow, when we was watching it and we could see like Nightcrawler, the actor, all the like before he teleports down there, he's like in the back of the wall just waiting for his shot to mm. come. I love, I love that. That is such a stupid movie mistake. <laughs> and also, I don't get why Jean killed herself because she hasn't gone Dark Phoenix yet. I didn't agree with that. That was so stupid. That, yeah. This, this is the beginning of them completely butchering that story. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's they're like, all right, well, we're gonna make this shit come out of fucking nowhere, okay? Um, yeah, they, man, how do you like have a storyline that, that that's that good? You know, you have the source material right there. You know, like it's right there. Like, just I don't know what's so scary about space. Was it really that out there? Like in two, like in the early two thousands, like. Well, and see, like, I'd like to say, like, oh, they didn't have the special effects to bring it to life properly, but, like... Uh, Star Wars was made in Star 1977. Star Wars prequel trilogy, yeah, like, <laughs> Star Wars, Wars trilogies were happening. Uh, a Space Odyssey was made in 69 or something like that, or, like, 67, yeah, like, so, like... Yeah. Star Wars, Alien, Superman, like, uh, like we, we, we can do this. It's not that, that it's new. It's not that taboo. I don't and know. I was it really, that. like... Do you really think that, like, people just in the early 2000s weren't ready for a movie like that? Like, do you really think, like, that's the I reason? Or I think it's really the expansiveness of the story. I think I think it really is studio heads' eyes being bigger than their fucking stomach. Like, they, they thought they could take a story that was as big as that and bog it down. Mm. And they just, they just fucking couldn't. Like, it's just not something they can do. And... I like I don't think I think there was certainly a degree of like uh probably cost. True. Like uh uh, uh the budget for the movie probably didn't dictate them being able to go to space. Mm-hmm. Uh not literally obviously but <laughs> story wise. Uh and I think that like uh generally in terms of like what comes into that Phoenix story, there is a lot that's just kinda like, oh, what the fuck? Where'd that come from? Like Eric the Red and shit, like just like popping up and, and it's like who like stuff like that. Like it's it's something that like to bring it to life on screen, it almost has to be it almost feels more appropriate to be over the course of several movies or in a TV show format. Like it's like it just can't be done in one movie. That's that's the problem. Uh and like that's why Dark Phoenix is so low on my list, because it can't be done in one movie. Like it, if it if it is ever executed well in one movie, 
it's going to blow me the fuck away because I just don't see how that's possible. I can do it. But um, (laughs) (laughs) but I actually I have. okay. I forgot to say this in last stand. I forgot to say this in last stand, and I feel like this movie is coming up soon. We know that Days of Future Past has Sentinels. Last Stand, the beginning of the movie, they're fighting a Sentinel that looks, even though we just have the head, but it looks kind of accurate. Right, yeah. What happened? Yeah. Like, what happened? I no, love yeah, the I'm, I'm with you. Sentinel's design. I just... Okay, you know, I'm going to be quiet mm. so we get the Days of Future Past. <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> Never mind, let me wait. No, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, though. Uh, so, that was Aurora 6 was X2. A long 6, yeah. Yeah, all right. Mine mine was also X2. Joe, what do you have at 6 here? So, this is where... Wait, I had... You had X2 at 7. So, I think... No, I had, I think, first... Man, I really need to... Every time I raise my arm, I don't know. It's just really hot in my room right now. Um, anyway, I think so. I had first class at. I thought that because I had first class and then X two. I think I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. So I think X two is is my six. I think. All right. Still. Six. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So so our sixes are all X two then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're all on the mm-hmm. same page there. Six, six, uh, six. With six being X two. Interesting. Mephisto, he's is he, he's everywhere. <laughs> Not Mephisto, yeah, he's is, everywhere. Um, uh, you got it. You got anything to add on to the conversation that we've we've already had with X two? I mean, we. I think we pretty much covered it all in X two. We kind of. I think we kind of knocked uh, knocked X two out of the park there. I think we did that more justice than any other movie on the list here. Um, but that takes us to the top five. Now, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through everything I have up to this point, six through 13, and then I'm going to have Aurora do the same, and then Joseph do the same. So six, X2, seven, X-Men, eight, Apocalypse, nine, Dark Phoenix, 10, The Wolverine, 11, X-Men, The Last Stand, 12, New Mutants, and 13, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, Aurora, six through 13. I have your list if you forgot. I totally forgot. <laughs> I've been making uh, I threw each, my each of our lists um, on the side. It's very, very similar to Colton's. Um, six, we all had X2. Um, then you had Apocalypse, and then Dark Phoenix, then X-Men, then The Wolverine, The Last Stand, New Mutants, and then X-Men Origins Wolverine. Man, so... Okay, that's why yeah. I forgot New Mutants. Okay, so I remember I forgot New Mutants. Okay. So basically, to compare that real quick, she just took Apocalypse and Dark Dark Phoenix, bumped them up two spots, and moved X-Men down two spots. Mm-hmm. And that's all. And the only that's difference the only between difference. mine and then your guys' is, is I don't have Dark Phoenix in my bottom at all. I, I still haven't even said Dark Phoenix. Um, but my six is X2, then it goes to First Class, then X-Men then Apocalypse, and all of our rest are the same. With Wolverine, Last Stand, uh, New Mutants, and then Wolverine. Well, I guess New Mutants for me is at the end, because I haven't seen it, but I'll trust you to put it in between yeah. Last Stand and uh, and Wolverine, but I guess for me it's I at the bottom. That. I appreciate the trust you, you put in this. <laughs> yes, I love it. I will, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. And with that, we are to the top five here. Okay. So I'll, I'll kick it off with my five spot. 
I've got X-Men First Class. Uh, this is one that I really, really enjoy. And uh, like I said earlier, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender carry this movie. Like it is it is their movie. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think the uh, this attempt at the Hellfire Club is uh, is a is an interesting one. It's probably the weakest part of the movie for me. Mm. Uh, because just like just because I know what the potential of the Hellfire Club is otherwise tying into the Dark Phoenix story and stuff. And like I've said, whenever they fuck up the Dark Phoenix story, it kind of kind of dampens things. And somehow the Dark Phoenix, them fucking up the Dark Phoenix story fucks up this a little bit. Uh, and that's not with the Dark Phoenix. That's more with the Phoenix saga of the Hellfire Club. Uh, mm-hmm. But I. Uh, I do I do really, really enjoy this movie and that's that's why it had to be a top five you know and i think this the backdrop like cold war era uh the fact that it is them who near who are the cause of the cuban missile crisis like or, uh, it's uh sebastian uh what shaw, shaw? yeah shaw, shaw yeah. yeah yeah and uh i mean mm. magneto killing nazis gotta love that you know gotta love that magneto killing nazis i'll, I'll take that 10 times out of fucking 10 you know um, the the whole training sequence, that scene where James McAvoy gets the mm. best out of Michael Fassbender, gets him to move the satellite. Uh, I think Banshee's dope in this movie. Uh, it, Banshee's in this. Ooh, movie, I was right? a little too hard on this movie. Exactly. Yeah this this movie was really good. Like they they really Story do carry it though. Magneto and Professor they carry this movie like that. Yeah. That you is see true. that's the thing is like you said they carried the movie, but that wasn't enough. I'm here saying like they carried the movie and it's top five. You know like that <laughs> that's like the only difference here. Uh, it's I I just really really enjoy it and uh, Moira McTaggart the little the little love connection that her and uh, uh, Charles Xavier form over the course of this movie and then ultimately him uh, having to wipe her memory. At the end, uh, I I think that's a great fucking storyline. Uh, the last scene on the beach where Magneto deflects the bullet into Professor X's spine, and it's like, holy shit! And Mystique going with Magneto, leaving Professor X, and she's like, I like, I'm like talking through it right now, and I think I might have been too low on it. Like, mm-hmm. I think five might not be enough, but I'm I'm gonna keep it here. Uh. I'm, I'm gonna just keep it here for the for the sake of what I have already written and have already said. Uh, X Men First Class is a fucking kick ass movie. That's mm. that's how I'll conclude that, uh, and that is why it is number five. Uh, Aurora, what you got at number five? Days of Fisher Pass. Nice. Mm. Because like all of these movies going all up are good movies. It's just like things in them that touched me. First of all, Days of Future Past was my, back then, my no way home. That was my no way home. Because it's like, oh, these are characters who I love and who I have newfound love for just together. And it was, the only thing I kind of had my gripes with is that we obviously will arrange the focal point. Like, Katie Pryde was the one that went back. But Hugh Jackman is, you know, the face of X-Men, the Foxman movies. So, yeah. But Storm, like her hair, Magneto, mm. even the role cut when like Bobby dies and has to rescue, um, has to get robe from the X Mansion, and right. she takes over. Does she kill Kitty Pryde and takes her power, 
Or is Kitty Pride just like unconscious? Because I can't remember. I think she's unconscious. I don't. Because she was she like killed. bleeding out. Okay, all right. Okay. I think, I think if if they did if they did kill Kitty Pride, they didn't make a thing of it. Okay, um, because I loved how Rogue just went up to him and was like, mm, "You fell," and then it yeah. was like, "Now I'm gonna, hey Marine, like you know, yeah, yeah." And it, it's just so that scene, the scene Marine. I always think about is the score, the way that was shot when it's Charles talking to Charles. That scene mm. is, I just got goosebumps thinking about it. It is mm. so beautiful. The score, the scene, the iconic scene of him just looking on his side from the past movies. Right. Was and so then, good. The line that he repeats that he learned from himself to like yes. tell, like, uh, what was it? It was something like, uh, just, just because, because someone is lost doesn't, or someone, just, yeah. Just because someone lost their way doesn't mean they're something along the lines of said, no one's truly lost forever. Someone, yeah, like, just because someone stumbles and loses their way doesn't mean they're lost forever. Yeah, like oh He's that a, that yeah. was a beautiful like this movie. I don't know. I I love Days of Future Past. I love like the time travel aspect. Um, you know, just it making you think like oh well if they like if Wolverine were to wake up right now, what world would they be in? You know, like that's interesting. Like at right. any point he could wake up and be a be a way different world than like what they had, which was just really cool. And um, yeah, and like with my girl at the Scott and Jean at the end, I like loved them. She was like, Logan, is everything all right? And, he, and, no, and like, see that that's the thing for me, is that like I'm comfortable just going like Days of Future Past is the last X Men movie. Yes. You know, like as far as that saga is concerned, like Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, and uh, Logan are all add-ons there at the end. Mm -hmm. This this is how the saga ended. Everything ended up okay. Everyone's alive, and we're all happy in the X Mansion. Goodbye. Yes, uh, that's that's fun. There's, like <laughs> Rogue and Bobby are together. Kitty Pryde and Colossus are like together we get the nod that they are like yeah we get, we get the we get the vibes yes and this movie was just oh the the quicksilver scene in the kitchen there you go that's the one. like that's why just like being there i was just like i love this i love this movie so much and i love it i love it yeah and like um the jet scene with they going down and that's when Wolverine is like, oh, so you've always been an asshole. You might want to pick all that shit up. <laughs> just mm. like, <laughs> just, I love this movie. Hmm. Mystique yeah, this is, is great, yeah. This is where hmm. my Dark Phoenix lies. Um, ah, in this number five. Um, I, I don't know. I When I watched this, I went into it think, like knowing all the hate that it got. I just don't understand it. Like I think that this was a pretty good attempt at the Phoenix Saga in one movie. The only part that kind of is meh about it is, like, the villain, like, somehow got a part of the Phoenix in her, and then she could just be like, oh, yeah, now I'm just going to take it from you. Like, it was just, like, really, I don't know, like, uh, the villain just didn't really make sense to me. It was the only kind of, like, meh part of this. But, like, I thought it was a pretty good attempt at the, the Phoenix Saga in one movie, you know, with what they could do. Um, and visually, I thought this movie was incredible. The CGI was amazing. Her hair, like whenever she's in Phoenix mode, like how it flows and like just all the everything. I don't know. I, I thought this movie was really cool. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, and like looking back at all these movies, it's definitely a top five, like out of out of these. If one movie could make it into the top five that I didn't put in, 
it would be first class. Um, I, I do think I was a little harsh on it. Now I'm remembering more about it. I might flip. Um, I might bump down Dark Phoenix one and then put fir- first class here, but I'm sticking with uh, my first opinions here. Um, I'm <laughs> sticking with Dark Phoenix as my number five. But uh, I don't know. I loved it. Sophie Turner killed it, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I, I yeah, Killing Mystique and Quicksilver being you know a little there 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 definitely is some parts of the movie where it they do fail and, and fall off a little bit. But I don't know. As just like a self-contained movie, I I loved this movie. I thought it was really hey, good. Hey, if you're here for a good time, that's a good movie. You know, like that's that's gonna be a fun one. You know, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy. I think it's a visually stimulating and it's a the score I think goes unmentioned a lot, but it's actually it has a fantastic score as well. Oh yes, Hans um, Zimmer, yes, amazing. Yeah, uh, it doesn't. I don't think it gets enough credit for that. And uh, I like on the whole, I, as I've said throughout this list, after like the nine mark and up, I enjoy all these movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it's it's not really a none of these movies are like completely ruined or anything for me you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh and colton um i realized something we was talking about fair loathing dark phoenix and what joseph just said about quicksilver not being there we all kind of shit on it i forgot that year that evan peters was taking an acting break like i forgot because they killed him off early in american Horror Story, and he wanted to get killed off like not killed off but like not so much into like any type of filming like he wanted a break mm-hmm. so that's when i was like okay now i remember like i looked it up okay so that's it. why they like sideline him with an injury yeah, for the like, entire why is he movie not in american horror story oh he's taking an acting break okay. all right well that makes sense you know yeah. and like maybe that's like a little that's a little less of a criticism now you know the actor chose he didn't want to be a part of the movie that's fair yeah. uh um regardless i um uh, I, I wish he could have been a bigger part of the movie. I, just for uh, Magneto to acknowledge that's his son. This just for that, right? I know. And right. like during uh, <laughs> Days of Future Past. Oh wait. Oh, that's why he doesn't. Because he hasn't had him yet. Is that why he doesn't recognize? I didn't even think about that. Um, in Days of Future Past, no. whenever he's no, he has because that's the era that that that's the oh, era that Pietro's from. That's yes. right. Wait. Yeah. So why did? It was like just, a hookup. Like he went on, you know. Tinder. He didn't know. He didn't know Pietro yeah. existed or Peter. Okay. Yeah. He. I. I, I kind of think that Magneto was like, "Oh, let me go on Tinder back then," and was like, "Oh, let me smash his mother." Boom, Pietro. <laughs> That's kind of how he made Mac it seem. Mom. Is like Pietro was just like, "Yeah, my mom used to know a guy that did that. That's cool. Like, wow." And it's like, and oh, he was like, "Oh shit, let me know, man." <laughs> oh dang. Uh. But yeah, so top fives. I had first class. She had Days of Future Past, and you had Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Right. I have my list yeah. right here, so I can remember. Yeah. Mm. All right, perfect. All right, now on to four. This is where my Days of Future Past lies, and it's uh, it's funny because her immediately marking that the reason it's her number five is because Wolverine's Wolverine's the focal point. That's exactly why I bump it above first class, and it's my number four. Uh. Because I do love Wolverine, and this is the first time I feel like he uh, really, really got a good shake. Uh, I don't, I don't like prior to this, he'd he'd been the focal point of the movies, but I still don't think they'd done a good job with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they they just made him the focal point of the movies. Uh, and this was the first time that I was like, okay, fuck yeah, 
I really, I really, fu- I really like this. And he was, you know, he, uh, he was the focal point, but also not really. Like, uh, he was like the only one who could go back and do that, but it was still like, he was still kind of sidelined for like the, you know, he wasn't like the main guy that they focused on, which. No, yeah, it is, it is still mostly about Mystique and Magneto Mm -hmm. and, uh, Professor X, like, and, uh, Trask and his whole fucking mission and stuff. Like, uh, they do a really, uh, I think they do a really good job in that movie. And, uh, I think that, uh. The time travel aspect, as you said, I, I I fucks with the time travel premise if it's done well enough, and they did they did a pretty good job of doing the whole like closed loop thing. You know, you go back and fix this one thing, this thing will happen. And if you can, if you set up the rules as being that simple, mm-hmm. I'm fully in for it. You know, like that's that's cool with me. Um, and I, I I just all in all really really enjoy the movie. And like like Aurora said, the coming together of the cast, seeing, uh. Sir Patrick Stewart perform across from James McAvoy as Professor X. And, you know, we have uh, Ian McKellen's Magneto and Michael Fassbender's Magneto all in the same movie. Like, it's that's fucking awesome. Uh, no two ways about it. And Magneto and Professor X working together again, you know, like mm. that being what Logan uses to convince them to help. Like, yo, I know y'all are cool because y'all sent me back together. Y'all know, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all did that. Mm. I know y'all gonna be fine. Y'all can work through whatever shit you got going on right now. Let's go ahead and do this thing. Um, and, uh, you know, Magneto being the JFK assassin. Um, was he, or was he not? Was he lying to Charles whenever he said like, I tried to stop the bullet or like, cause, cause he said that JFK was a mutant. And like that's why he cur- he tried to stop him from dying or whatever. But then Charles was like, "You're lying to me. Like, what? Why are you trying to say that? Like, I don't like I don't. Did he really kill JFK or what? You know, like- I think it was. I, I don't believe he was trying to kill JFK. He was just jailed for the blame of it. That's what I think. Hmm. I think it, it was just interesting mentioning that. that JFK was a mutant. You know, like uh, just like as a kind of a throwaway line in the movie. Like, yeah, yeah he was yeah. a mutant. I was trying to save him. Like, that's just kind of dope. Like, uh, no, yeah, that's, that's the thing for me is that like, I, I, I'm cool with it if he was like trying to save JFK. But my thing is that he's Magneto and it was a bullet. If he wanted it to not go in JFK's head, it would have not gone in JFK's head. That's where um, I'm at. It's like, cause you know, with the whole curve bullet theory, it just makes sense to throw it in there, you know, be like, yeah, perfect. Magneto yeah. did it. But no, I just like JFK. It's like the only other well-known person with Addison's disease. So like anything JFK, I'm like all cool with. Uh, yeah. Dude's a G. Uh, so. Dude's a G. No, nah, yeah. I, and uh, the last thing I'll, I will say about this movie is is the Quicksilver of it all. I really, really enjoy uh, the way that they go to pick up Quicksilver. And uh, he's like, uh, I already vetted you guys. I checked you the moment y'all pulled up. Playing like, ping pong with himself. No uh, yeah, yeah, like, and, and Evan Peters as Quicksilver. This is the introduction here. We didn't see him as Quicksilver prior to this, and uh, I think uh, it became it very quickly became one of my favorite comic book movie castings of all time. You know, I think it I think it fits perfect, and he does a fantastic job here. And uh, the scene where you know he runs around the kitchen poking the bullets and moving the guns and setting everybody up to fuck each other up and all the meanwhile magneto wolverine and professor x are just sitting there like i i I love that and uh i think it was all in all uh a really entertaining movie and mystique being the hero Mm -hmm. not something you anticipate 
Man, this completely this wasn't completely changes the course of X Men history with a great way to wrap it like wrap it all up like uh, Mm -hmm. like the end of you know Logan like can you imagine like living with Logan and like having all those memories and then him just coming back being like I don't remember anything like from however many years ago you know like that's the last the last thing I remember is in the past like forty years thirty years and it's hilarious because he's been living. Like he's been there doing shit <laughs> and he's just going to enter his consciousness and just be like, yo, I had no fucking clue what's been going on for 40 and years. I, yeah. I've been blacked the fuck out. I love that Charles is like the <laughs> only one that knows like what's going on. He's like, oh, welcome, welcome back. back. Friend. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, oh man, that, that movie, what it's definitely the best Jeez. X-Men movie. Like it, it, like of the X, like take out X-Men the, label. Yes. Like this, this is it. Like. The only thing that I was like really confused with with Quicksilver doing his running scene, he put so he puts like the headset on and he's listening to the song as he's going. Does he has like a cassette tape like speed up fucking <laughs> quick? Like it's like all he has to is he listening to it like slow mo, like super right. slow mo. <laughs> like is he like like has it so sped up that when he does go, it's like even out with him? Cause like maybe maybe <laughs> uh, that's a fun that's funny I never about that. I that. always uh, think about that like that cassette must be going really fast when he's not he's in, got it on like five million percent you know speed <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> he's got his own personally like designed cassette player that he he made himself because it, it, there was no cassette player that could go that speed uh, hmm. now nah, I think what we found here is a good old fashioned plot hole. Uh, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. Uh, that's hilarious. I'd never even thought of that. That's awesome. Uh, but Aurora, what do you have at your four? Deadpool one. Okay. First mention of a Deadpool movie. And I'm happy it's this high because I was worried that I was going to be disagreed with. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Deadpool one, I agree. This is this, it's, it's a top five for sure. Oh yeah, like Deadpool one, it to me I think it's the best like comic book character of the X Men portrayed on the big screen. Like he was portrayed better. Like yes, Magneto and Professor X were good, but like Deadpool, like you know that is Deadpool. Like, you know it's him. You know it's him. And it was Ryan Reynolds, which is born to play him. I, like. And it was like nice redemption for Ryan Reynolds. Like it was so good. It and I was even, coming off the hinges of a X Men Origins Wolverine. Yes, and everything about this movie uh, is so fucking dumb. Like to like all the sex they were having. A like I'm all about it. Fucking get it. But like even him right. getting pegged. Like we have someone getting pegged in a superhero movie. Right. No, yeah, like they do they do the whole like and that is I love that part. The whole montage of their relationship like unfolding over the course of months and you just see it through holidays. Mm-hmm. Like happy Merry Christmas and happy Thanksgiving and uh happy flag day and happy shit Chinese like that. New like they, Year. Like Yeah, they they celebrate everything for an excuse to fuck. And I think that is just the funniest shit ever. And I really, really love them together like they're one of my favorite comic book movie couples of all time you know uh and their whole romance unfolding over the course of the first movie her being the uh you know the source of motivation like he 
she's been kidnapped and he needs to get her back pretty much is the latter half of this movie. Um, <laughs> it's a really good one. Yes, and like, like it, him in the hills, you know, like killing people and his transformation was like pretty traumatizing. Oh my God. Yeah, like that's that's a that's a graphic scene. Yes, and then Weasel. Weasel's like what he said, he looked like a like a avocado has sex with like a a uh, rotten oh. more avocado. It's like if Freddy Krueger fucked like Kansas Miller City is just man. fucking hilarious. So not Kansas City. Like what he say, like it looks like Freddy Krueger fucked like Kansas or something like that. Or like it was something about Kansas. Yeah, you look like Freddy Krueger fucked a fucked a waffle maker. Is that what it was? Oh, okay, I can't. I couldn't. Swear I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying things now. Okay, I don't know the but, Deadpool movies though. They they created a movie genre of their own. Like, it's not just a superhero movie. This is, like, like people compare other movies to Deadpool. You know, like, Deadpool is, like, a different, it's that's a whole like, that different the, type of movie. That's the gold standard for a comedy superhero movie. Like Dark humor. Like, it, it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, it's, it's not even just known as, like, a comedy, whole, like, superhero movie. It's more known as, like, the, uh, the adult you know, like the adult superhero movie, but it's not in the adult superhero movie like Logan or like a Dark Knight is. It's like in a separate league of just adult humor. Like I don't know. It's like it like Deadpool and Deadpool too. Like they're in a league, like kind of a tier of their own. Like it's kind of hard to compare those movies with any other ones, uh, just because because yeah, there's no movie that like has the capabilities of doing what mm-hmm. Deadpool does. Because how are you like? There are only a few characters that'll provide the fourth wall breaking comedy that this prov- ah who'd who this guy have to whose balls did this guy have mm. to cup to get a movie about him and I'll give you a, I'll give you a hint it rhymes with pulverine and like and... whenever whenever I was making my list the first three movies that I put up like they're non X Men movies like you know it's like right. like my I, I don't know I guess I'll say my four um, which is uh, Days of Future Past. Um, so literally my top three are just non-X-Men movies and like, you know, I felt kind of like, uh, I don't know what the word is. Like I, I really felt like a noob just being like, yeah, the two Deadpool movies and Logan are like my top three. But like they, I don't think feel they bad. really are. Like, Don't feel yeah. bad. I've watched the X-Men movies all my life and I don't know. I haven't said the three that are your three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, I think, uh. I'm going to I'm going to piggyback off Aurora's uh 3 since we've talked about or uh, off of Aurora's 4 since we've talked about Days of Future Past quite a bit. So, 4s again. Days of Future Past for me, Deadpool for Aurora and Days of Future Past for Joe as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm piggyback off Aurora for my 3, Deadpool 1. Uh I there like Joe said, there isn't another movie like it. Uh there's only one movie that is like it and it was better somehow uh which i which i didn't anticipate um and since we talked about about it so much i won't say much more about it uh aurora what you got at your number 3 Deadpool 2 lovely lovely <laughs> it just makes sense like it's like seeing dp1 dp2 it's just like it makes sense and and like even even though we kind of see how like Dark Phoenix went in in Deadpool too, because Jean is the only one that's not there with the X Men, with the new X Men cast. She's the only one that's not there. 
The only one that's right. not because she's also wearing fucking flying all purple and shit. But like, um, like I right. love that. I love how he's like, how are we always here and no one else is fucking here? Like in the X Mansion, he's like, no one. Else and the is whole ever here. the whole fucking fourth wall break where it's like. Uh, <laughs> Colossus was the only one we could afford. Yes, and you know, being like, like, no, we couldn't afford any bigger name X Men characters. <laughs> I just love how he just like how he says it in one, and then in two he just gets mad. He's like, "How was no one ever fucking here but you two? And mm-hmm. like, and one thing I wanted to say is when um Deadpool. when he said, "What's your name?" Negaton, a teenage Woodhead, and he's like, "Negaton, what the shit? That's <laughs> the coolest thing I've ever heard." <laughs> he's just like, "What?" I love, I love, like, I cannot, I hope they bring this cast back for the MCU. It's perfect. Please don't change it. It's amazing. It's really solid. Uh, Yes. And I love Colossus in in both these Deadpool movies, uh, especially in Deadpool 2, because he gets a little bit more of an elevated role, you know. Uh, (laughs) We're going to be X Men. Deadpool, Mr. Wade Wilson. no, I I love I love Deadpool too, and I'll get more to that in a second as well. Uh, Joe, what you got at number three? My number three is Deadpool one. Um, I think it just makes sense. This top three, um, at least me and Colton's top three, I think are going to fall um, identically. Exactly um, Deadpool one, although still a fantastic movie, um, the second one, I like I whenever I was going into the second one, I'm like, no way they can do better than you know, Deadpool 1. Deadpool 1 was, like, gold. Like, I love that movie. But, I don't know. They did it. I guess I'm kind of saying my one, and or my three and two. Yeah, I'm, I'll segue um, I'll segue with you. It's my two. Yeah. So, like, your three, my two, it goes right, right hand in it's hand It's like, there, you know? Deadpool 1 was, you know, pretty much just dealing with Deadpool and his, basically his origin story, you know? But then they, they had to have a lot more fun with Deadpool 2. They, everything was already established. You know, what he is, um, and we just jump right into it, basically, and and that's that's like what happened. Having you know Thanos, you know the voice actor of Thanos, just like the, it's even it, it just makes it even more funny. Like uh, right, like it, I don't know this this movie was just hilarious. Every part about it is just super funny. With the team up, uh, whenever they're like finding like their squad or whatever, and it's like you know showing one by one, like oh what can you do? And it's like I'm just lucky. You know, I don't know. I, I can't. I'm just lucky. Like that was, you know, that Zazie like, beats. And I, I'm just lucky. I wonder I'm if uh, that was like a Stan Lee, uh, like a Stan Lee uh, creation thing, because every time he's been asked, like, what would you, be your superpower if you could choose? What would be your mutation? What would be anything? He always says, I would love to be lucky. Just have everything work out for me. Um, he said, it. you know. I'm getting in a car crash, but I'm lucky. I, I fall out and I, and I live like, like that's what he says every time that he would wish to be lucky. And I don't, I don't know. Every time I see luck in the MCU, I'm always, I always think of a Stan. Um, well, Domino. Yeah. Th- this character, I, I, I'd be willing to bet that that was a, uh, Stanley creation. That's a pretty old character, mm-hmm. but, um, Domino creator in Marvel, uh, Fabian. Nichitsa, Rob Leefield. Wow. Yeah, Ooh, Fabian. Nice. Good old Fabian. 1992. Long ass name. Hmm. Um, like, the one thing about Deadpool 2 that I really, really liked for me was the end credits when he just takes, like, 
Cable's time shit, and he kills him. He's about to mm. do like the Green Lantern movie. <laughs> he kills himself in X Men Origins Wolverine. He's just like, right. And then um, he looks at Baby Hitler, and he's like, ah, I can't do it. You know, like still a baby. Like that. That's right. a, that's a good question to to ask people. Like, if you had the capability of going back in time and you could kill Baby Hitler, like, would you? Like, in that same scenario, it's just an innocent baby chilling there. Like, could you kill it? You know? Like, Deadpool couldn't, you know? It like, or did he? Right? He said no, right? Isn't that like... No, I can't yeah, do like, it. Yeah, he stopped. Like, he stopped himself. Like, yeah. that. that is interesting. Like... You know this dude becomes the most e- – one of the most evil people in all of history. But, like, just seeing him in baby form can, like, be enough, you know? But – I mean, like, I wouldn't do it. I would just fill out the tub and then see, you know, his chances. Just be like, all right, yeah. here. Now I think I'm I leaving. could chuck him out a window and not really think about it. Yeah, you know, like – Yeah, you know, I think uh, – I think uh, there's, there's, like, this whole ideology where it's like, you know, like, oh, you, you prevent one thing a whole other evil will rise up in its place. And it's like, I would hate to be the one responsible for that. For that. Because <laughs> then you're even worse. Uh, well. And then I'd just be, and then I'd just like be waiting for something worse to happen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 1945 like life, would roll around anxious. and you'd be like, oh, no, like, no, oh no. God. <laughs> if he would have killed Hitler, what if he went back and Magneto was a hippie? Dude, that would have told, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Oh, and I, it was like I love humans. Nothing bad never happened to me, you know. Right. Like he used his powers to stop pollution. Like no factories, no get rid of that. Like yeah, <laughs> it could be a happy thing. Yeah. It could be a different. Could be a whole different world, you know. And I mean, obviously, there'd be a whole lot more benefits to having Hitler dead a lot earlier. A lot more. Uh, but I'm glad we broke that down. I'm glad we broke that down yeah, for real. Good, for real. good to know. Good um, to know where we stand on the baby Hitler killing and murder. So that's good. <laughs> but yeah, my two, my two was Deadpool too. Uh, and uh, this is actually this was a fun one for me because uh, the first time I watched this was in theaters. I went and saw it by myself, and I'd actually never seen the Deadpool movie until right before I went to the theaters. Mm. I I legitimately watched the first Deadpool movie for the first time in 2017. Finished that movie, checked my phone for tickets to Deadpool two, and went. Uh, and I, I sat in that theater and by the end of Deadpool two, I was fucking crying. What the fuck? That's true. That ending is like, damn, like you're laughing the whole time. You're not expecting anything serious to happen, but then, and like I said, bro, they're my, we're one of my favorite comic book movie couples of all time. They start the movie and they kill this woman five minutes in and i'm like oh my god dude no that shit broke my heart and then the whole the whole afterlife thing where he's trying his hardest to get there he just can't die like that's his whole thing he can't die and that's Mm. him struggling with that throughout the movie his it literally tries to kill himself on multiple occasions he's going through a brutal depression and explodes his body and does all these things and he just can't get there. Uh, mm. I, uh, I really, really love this movie and that version of take on me by aha that they play at the yes. end. The MTV unplugged. Ooh, that's so much better than the original take on me. It's so much better. Listening to it right now. Thank you for rediscovering that memory for me. 
because that's one thing about Deadpool is that like he's like uh, his music taste is is really funny. You know, he's like wham, they earned the exclamation point with this album. You know, like he like always right, has yeah. these music uh, tastes. But mm. one thing, oh, yeah. I have, I, oh and Juggernaut, mm. like a fucking Juggernaut True. in the movie. Uh, Juggernaut versus Colossus. Big CGI action sequence. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't they like? Uh, didn't Colossus like jam like a an electrical line like in his butt, and then that's how like they stopped him, and he fell in like a lake or something like that. Like, he fell into a pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I those movies. Wish are, oh. That was a scene in No Way Home, and I kept hope for this. When it was like people that know Spider Man's coming, and Deadpool shows up in like a webbed form in the comic books, when he's like, "I don't know you." But if you keep moving, something is going to poke you because this is spandex and I'm Canadian. Like I would have loved that. I would that was like the only thing I said, please let Deadpool show up for like a second, just a sec. All I need is a second. And then, you know, I didn't. But like, oh man, I would have loved that. I would have loved that. Mm. Oh my God. I think it would have been funny if like he just showed up in the movie, like completely changed tone for like two minutes where like he starts breaking the fourth wall he's talking a whole bunch of shit and then like uh for some reason he can go back to his reality like <laughs> he just can yeah do whatever like, he wants like uh yeah hey guys what's up i'm uh i'm here now i'm deadpool doesn't make any sense of how i'm here but i am accept it you know like i just the i hope that like i don't know how they're gonna fuse him with this current MCU, you know, that's what's but fantastic like, about his character is that he can he can do that. He's the only character the only that can. One. He's the only one who can acknowledge the fact he was in other movies in another universe and go, man, this multiverse shit. It's just getting real. out of <laughs> You know, like 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 this is just a lot now, you know, like maybe like, he's he'll like, be able to make jokes. Maybe like he's just the constant throughout all this multiversal crap is that there's like a guaranteed Deadpool part of the movie or post credit scene where he's just like, yeah, man, isn't that crazy what just happened there? Like, mul- this multiverse is getting <laughs> out of hand. Like, I would love if he's yeah, like I, the the person who keeps us like, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to look for, but like just the constant through all this ma- like chaos that happens. You know, he's just the one constant that's like, I'm still here. I could do whatever I want. You know, like I'll pop in. Yeah. <laughs> the one person doesn't matter where. Doesn't matter where I am, I can't die. Like the one person that can replace Stanley just for right now throughout the multiverse. Like, just yeah, be right. like, hmm, I guess with these people coming in, is Disney trying to use this as another way of getting these characters into the the you know the MCU. Just like talking right. shit. Like we know, but you don't gotta say it. Like I know this is off shit. topic, but tell me how they didn't have any Stan Lee moment in No Way Home at all. Like there was no It's Spider Man. That's like Come on! I will say like, I've I've only I've I've seen it in theaters three times now. Do you think there was and supposed to be a moment? Uh, when, no, mm. I think there are a lot of homages in the background to a lot of different comic book creators. Mm. Uh, there's there's a lot of references to Steve Ditko, mm-hmm. uh, specifically, uh, just in like wall art and graffiti and stuff. Uh, so I'm willing to bet. There is something in the movie that is a little Easter egg paying homage to Stan Lee, and I just haven't found it. The yet. only thing uh, that I've found is at the very end, MJ is they're like, 
she's in the coffee shop. Spoilers and, alert for Spider-Man this, No Way yeah, Home. Uh, there's just an old guy with white hair that doesn't look like Stanley. You don't even hear him talk. It's just you see MJ talk to him for a second, and then like she walks away. And like I, I would maybe they wrote that in as the Stanley part of the movie, and then he just you know passed away, and then they couldn't do it anymore, so right. they just put in another guy that looked just like him. But like maybe. Mm. I yeah, maybe, I maybe that who could replace the Stanley. No. I think like, the only Stanley thing that really could have like worked without Stanley is like Toby McGuire say like Peter, you know, some things do make a difference. Enough said. Like that was mm. it. Cause that's why yeah, he right. said, you know, about um Aunt May's, you know, like he could say that for Aunt May's death, like some things do make a difference. Or even holding a goblin. Sometimes one person like, can yeah, make a difference. Like even a goblin point, he Enough could say said. like Peter, some like some things do make a difference. Like, you know, that. Right. I would have been like, see, now I'm going to cry. Like, I would have been <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, yeah, that would have fucked me up, I man. wish Dan could have seen uh, that movie, man. He would be so proud. Like, that's the thing. Like, th- that's the saddest part of this movie is that he didn't get to see what it became. You know, like. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's it all yeah, it's just everything involving Spider-Man, the original creators of Spider-Man is kind of devastating now. Mm. Um we don't got to think about it. We uh we can move on to we can Deadpool breeze right past and, and Logan. Deadpool and, 2, he's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I'm like sad uh, now because why y'all do that? <laughs> but uh, I will. I'll bring it back to Cable for a second. Uh, I obviously went in this movie going like Cable's going to be the villain in this movie. That's going to be dope. I'm really ready for that. And then they make him a really sympathetic character, and I'm like, uh, and obviously I knew that because I know who Cable is comic book wise and who he's been animated series and stuff like that but uh like the tone the movie was approaching with was that he was going to be the villain and that was the thing in the trailers and everything so whenever the movie culminates with him giving away his chance to go home for deadpool to live is like man that's some like that's some emotionally resonant shit and the fact that he puts the little little token there mm to protect him where the bullet was going to go. Like, mm. man, that's some shit. Really? Like, even with this funny, you know, movie where you're just laughing the whole time, like, really does, like, you shed a tear, like, when you watch. Like, I don't know. I, I like tear up every time I, I watch that ending, you know? Oh, like, I do, uh, too. It's... Like, because, like, they also do this really meaningful found family thing there at the end. Uh, whether it's, like, truly earned or not, I don't know. But, I mean, like it's earned enough for the time being you know like uh the way that it is his his love sending him back mm-hmm. like they still need you you have like, like the those... the super serious you know all of that but then at the same time he's dying and he's like oh no not quite yet i have one more thing to say and then uh, oh you know never mind I, I don't i didn't really feel like all going out with that the last thing i said you know like uh they always find yeah. like the perfect balance of here we're we're gonna make you cry, but we're also gonna make you just laugh your ass off the whole movie too. Um, right. Which man, I, that's just something they do well is they can balance a good story with also just making you laugh the whole time. Mm-hmm. Which, that was fantastic. It's it, it's just a all in all, it's just a really really good movie. You know. Mm-hmm. I guess we haven't even Aurora. You haven't even said your uh, second place movie yet. Oh, mm. we were, we were too it. focused on Deadpool. I was so into Deadpool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm going to get judged for this. Logan. Hey, it's top two. 
is top two. I'm here Logan. for Logan. Uh and and knowing what your one is, I can't complain. Uh I really I really do. I, I think this is okay and I expected it. Oh, oh mm, okay. But I'm joking, I'm joking. Um yeah, Logan. Logan is my second because that movie was just so it poured on my heart so much. Like it was it was so good. Even like them like putting in like of course a lot of people can laugh at like the uh, what's it called when like a when a when a when a person with a penis can't get can't get hard? What's it called? Erectile dysfunction. Yeah, Erectile that with like his claws, mm. <laughs> like, he couldn't. He had oh, to like yeah. pull it out, and like um that thing that Professor Xavier said that like that saying that he said like when he was dying or something like that. It was so much meaning behind that, and it was like, oh, like. When I looked it up, like what that meaning was, it was so sad and his death and Logan's death when he was like, oh, so this is what it feels like. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was. I, uh, Logan, I had no idea, but this movie was originally like filmed in black and white and then adapted to color. Um, like filming this movie, they had the thought in their mind that this is going to be a black and white like film. And then mm. the movie that we saw, obviously in color, it like it just enhanced the visuals of this movie. I don't know how, but somehow, like them just being like, okay, this is gonna be a, a black and white movie, and like we're gonna focus on the visuals really hard. Like, just like this movie is visually the only one that compares to like Dark Phoenix, in my opinion. Like this movie, you can take a freeze frame of almost any scene, and it's like a wallpaper. Like almost any scene, you could pause it and be like, "Damn, that's that's a wallpaper right there." Um, yeah, it's it's a it's fucking beautiful. And if you've actually purchased it, like I I don't know if this is the case on DVD, but on digital release, like if you if you own Logan, you can watch it, and there's an option Logan Noir. No that way. That is black and white. Oh, I've never seen yeah. it. I need to see it. In black and so and I've white. I, I yeah. Y'all y'all have that. to come through and give it a view. Y'all have to y'all have to come through and come give it a viewing on the projector because that's what I that's what I did. It's uh it's beautiful. Mm. It's a beautiful movie. And anytime that a movie is meant for black and white, the thing that stands out about the visuals it seems is the contrast because they go with dark darks and bright whites. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Sense. Like no. so, yeah. like whenever you're watching it in color the bright stuff is just stuff in color that's really it becomes vibrant uh like the way in the opening sequence with like the blue light shining over his car when he absolutely decimates those dudes on the side of the road yes. like that those shots are really beautiful in that blue that blue light hue sort of thing uh but knowing it was meant to be black and white mm. like when you see it in gray it's like it's a whole other it's a whole other thing and uh I re- I really like Logan. That's a that's a good spot for it. Spot for it there at two. Um, you got anything else to say on it? Just when I come back in May for Monterey and Madness, we got to do that. <laughs> right, right. I'm there. Um, but that's like just oh, and how like graphic the kids were and like killing. Um, what was that group called mm. again? I can't remember. It's like blinking. Who were they killing again? Yeah. Oh my god! Well, the antagonists, like when they was killing the antagonists, it was so yeah. graphic. Like I was like, "Oh, 
like I kind of feel like Logan was setting up new mutants. Like I kind I kind of feel that with like the dark route of like the powers being used. Cause the only person that was killing right. like that was Magneto. That was the only person that was killing like that. So I really like that element, but Hugh Jackman was just amazing. Like the younger version of like Logan was amazing. The little girl, I'm X23, amazing. Like oh. amazing. Amazing. I love I love Laura Kinney. There's there's this so since we're here, your two, me and me and Joseph have already gone. Our two was Deadpool too. Mm-hmm. Your two is Logan. Me and Joseph's, if I am correct, number ones are both Logan. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and play on okay. that for for a little bit too. Um this movie is top two comic book movies ever for me. Uh, is number one No Way Home, or is it something else? No. Okay. Uh, number one's Into the Spider-Verse. Okay, uh, and, like, it, Logan is just so, so well made. I And as I've said before, this is my fi- one of my favorite superhero movies, or superheroes of all time. They had not done him justice, and they finally sent him off. One of my favorite actors and one of my favorite roles with a fucking bang with as perfect a story as you can get. Mm. Uh, and and I just absolutely loved the send-off, you know? And uh, Laura Kinney was uh, an aspect of them. I'm a sucker, sucker for this, this dynamic. Mm. Lo- gruff, gruff, old man, hard, just... Urgh. And young kid who softens him up. Uh, Logan and Laura Kinney. Mando and Grogu. Uh, Hopper and Eleven in Stranger Things. Like, mm, it's just, mm-hmm. there's so many examples of it. And every time, I'm a fucking sucker for it. I just love it so much. And I, I think this is this is about as good an example as you can get. And, uh, you know, the way that he's protecting uh, Professor Xavier... You know, like looking out for him after Xavier has apparently murdered all the X Men uh, on accident. Like it was a seizure, a telepathic seizure. Seizure. Uh, yeah. Seizure. Yeah. Yes. Killed everybody else, and Logan knows it wasn't his fault, so he looks after him and takes care of him. And it's like, God damn, that's just like this. This is a great storyline for this movie, and it's also a reason I like to think that it doesn't come after Days of Future Past. It's a whole separate thing. Uh, because if it comes after Days of Future Past, this is just this is just sad. Mm. Um, this movie's like a DLC. <laughs> right, right. It's its own. It's its own fucking thing entirely. Uh, but I. Uh, I just absolutely love it. And Hugh Jackman, of course, is fucking brilliant in this movie. Um, Won a Kansas City Films Critics Circle Award. Let's go. Fuck yes, it did. Uh, Best uh, adapted screenplay is what it won. Um, Also, that was what it was nominated for in the Oscars. Um, Not as, you know, critically reviewed as the Kansas City Film Circle Award. Um, But, you know, the Oscars are okay, I guess, if you're nominated for one. So. I mean that's all right and all, but oh, uh, this uh, movie is just beautiful. Like, and I mean the the cast was fantastic. You know, I mean we had Patrick Stewart back as Professor X, Daphne Keene as Laura Kinney, 
Uh, and then Stephen Merchant as Caliban. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I loved that character. Uh, him being just like kind of there, like the only the last friend Logan has, and it's like he's doing the whole "you're not really my friend, you're just kind of a roommate" thing, and he's kind of hiding. You know, he's he's hiding his feelings because you know if his friends die again, he doesn't want to get hurt, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, his friend, his friend, he's afraid his friend dies again and he gets hurt. Uh, mm. Richard E. Grant is in this movie, who was a classic Loki and uh, uh, General Pride in the Rise of uh, Rise of Skywalker. He was a he was the Doctor in That's this, uh, in this movie. That's how I Loki. Okay, okay. Yep. Yeah, and the and James Mangold as the writer and director. I'm very, very, very excited to see what else he's going to do. I mean, he he also directed the Wolverine back in uh, 2013. Hmm. Interestingly enough, and uh, oh, Ford vs. Ferrari, that was a good movie, yeah. Like and he's also going to direct Indiana Jones 5. Uh, so I'm very, very excited for that, especially since we've seen him send off a character mm. who is classic so meaningfully before. It'd be cool if he could send off Indiana Jones's uh, Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones in a really I didn't even know there was an Indiana Jones 5 coming, I, mean, I didn't I... even know that was confirmed. Yeah. Um, I cannot believe it. Harrison Ford is like, wow. Yeah. I was going to say he agreed to this. Um, hmm, going back in. Well, he'd only agree to it if he were killed off. I don't know. Does he hate Indy? Does he hate Indiana Jones? Like he hates star Wars. Um, (laughs) I don't, I don't think so. Like I, I, (laughs) and he's almost 80, not almost 90, uh, he's 79, uh, which is still really old to be doing Indiana Jones. Uh, but yeah, James Mangold, uh, incredible director, uh, and I assume he will do incredibly well in the future, and he did incredibly well with Logan. Um, any, any last thoughts on Logan here from the from the squad? I think I'll just give it a rewatch soon and cry my eyes out. So. I will. Yeah, that's a plan. That's a plan. Um, Aurora, what tops your list at number one? Don't beat me up. But first class. Hey, I like I said earlier, as I was reading, like reading the ranking and I was thinking about why it was there. I went, holy shit, this is not five. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I honestly think it probably would have found its way up to at its highest the two spot. Like it, it really could have. Uh, a movie fucking rocks. First class. The the score alone, amazing. Um, Professor X looking at Magneto's mind and seeing like the happiest memory he has of him having like a birthday with his family. Ooh, that scene! I just got goosebumps mm. thinking about it. Like even Jennifer Lawrence with Beast, and when she was like, she said, "Go ahead, take my blood," mm. and it's like the sex appeal was good, and it, it was, and it was like it was. Playing with like it made Mystique relatable. That was the most relatable Mystique in a movie that I felt because she was like a woman that seemed like it was like it was like um a symbolism for like how women feel to me because you know like mm-hmm. oh I don't feel as pretty as other girls like even when Charles was flirting flirting with the other woman she does that thing with her eye trying to get the intention or mm-hmm. when she was going for a beast and with her Magneto. And 
it was it was so much like with her and you know like banshee amazing and banshee is amazing brought to life here. banshee was fuck i didn't even care if i didn't even care i care about the fact he wasn't scottish i love the actor that did banshee like it was so yeah, it was I'm so sure. good and and even like the little details like when um you know, like um, Beast wants to go get her blood with the needle, and like she flutters her eyelids with like the twinkle music, and it's like, I was like, I am buying this. I like this. Mm. Maura McTaggart, right. amazing. The Hellfire Club, like January Jones. She was a good Emma Frost. I it could have been better because she's like a bitch in real life. So I was like, oh, this is like good for her to play, but. Emma Frost in that movie was every that movie was just good. Kevin Bacon was a was it Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon. Was Kevin, Bacon. Kevin Bacon is in this movie. Yeah, he is an American hero, right? <laughs> yeah, is is Kevin Bacon in the Avengers? Uh, but a fantastic cast, you know. You know that that is, I never thought about that. You know what? I I'm making the full switch. The MCU just sucks because it doesn't have Kevin Bacon in it. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's true, and it's a fact. Uh, but <laughs> so we've got in terms of a cast here: James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, Kevin Bacon, uh, Rose Byrne, January Jones, uh, Zoe Kravitz, Nicholas Holt. Uh, Edie Gathigi, uh, it's just top to bottom, just a fucking brilliant cast. Looking back, like at my rankings, and uh, it doesn't make sense where I placed it. Um, like me saying that Professor X and Magneto carry this movie should like that. It's kind of like the whole point of the movie is like their story. Yeah, so like. like Right. Me saying that, that they carry this movie is basically saying that this movie did exactly what they were going to do and they ex executed <laughs> it very well. So, like, yeah. I think it was, it's just that I don't have, like, the, uh, like, whenever you guys were saying, like, all the scenes that happened in this movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened in this movie. Like, I completely forgot about the Mystique and Beast, you know, thing where they're going back and forth and, like, Beast is like, yeah, you'll never be seen as beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Like, that whole storyline was amazing. Like, all these storylines that I'm just forgetting. Because uh, I'm, I'm like, whenever I look back at these movies, I'm only thinking of the big story that happened, you know, like the whole time. And, um, and but yeah, I, this, yeah, this, and, I, I, it definitely deserves higher for sure on my list than wherever it was. Because <laughs> um, so. like a thing with me with this movie is when um, we had started the um, trans group back in 2016 at this community center, and we was like giving movies. That was like, hey, look at this movie. You want this and this and that and the third. I said X-Men First Class. I said everything, like, girls, everything Mystique says, I can replace it with, like, transgender. Because it's like, when she was like, you think I'm pretty, even like this. And he's like, blue. And you can just replace that with one word. And he's like, I can't see you like that. You're my only friend. And she's, you know, he's like, you're my friend. And she's like, I'm your only friend. And it's just like, her with that, it's just like, like 
the story, like the storytelling was so great. Like no character felt overboard or dramatic as to why they felt the way they felt. It was like mm. it, everything mm. was justified. Mm. Yeah. 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 This movie is just amazing That's, to me. Yeah. The, it is amazing. And like, I really like, I, I, I think my instinct to put it at five was way too low. Um, I think I'm going to make an executive like, call. I'm switching my Dark Phoenix in first class. Um, now that I think about it, like Dark Phoenix being in the top five, it really doesn't deserve a top five, like uh, of, all, of all these movies. But first class, it does deserve to be in the top five, right? So, right. I'm, I'm, I'm setting that. I, I'm not sticking with my first opinions because my first opinion was wrong. Um, yeah, I got now, you. Yeah, got I'm, you. My five right. became first class. Basically. I never. Right. Oh, what you was going to say? Sorry. I'm, I'm thinking about it over here, and if we're like, we're like mandating changes potentially <laughs> like i'm thinking about the first class taking a bump here and going like uh four to days of future past and days of future down to five down to five. like what other superhero movie had done a whole new cast of the same characters that was done this well like that's true this wait was this their first like this was yeah. magneto and professor x's first like Revamp. Oh my yeah. god! Like, oh, this is it. This is like that. That's insane. Like, I I don't know. I my like understanding of the X Men, like how people enjoy it, is that the people they love the older uh, Professor and the older Magneto more. Um, I don't. I don't see that at all. Like, whenever I look back at like my favorite Magneto and favorite Professor X moments, it's always in their younger selves. Like. Almost every time. Like, I love, I don't know, maybe it's just the actors that I like more. I think they, I, I just think they do a better job. I think they, I, I always thought that they had more to work with. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there, there are good moments with uh, Ian McKellen and P- Patrick Stewart, but they're, they're the moments when they just get to sit down and talk to each other. Mm. Like, the thing, the thing about Professor X and Magneto in the modern trilogies, you can just elevate them a lot more. They can have those conversations in elevated settings. Uh, Instead of just sitting down for a game of chess, they can be on a battlefield in which Magneto is ripping up the very earth. And, uh, you know, like it's like, yeah, I I think there's just, there's just more gravity to it uh, in the, in the early days. Like what I'm saying is like, okay, let's look at all of the Batman. Supermans, the the Spider Man, Fantastic Four, the, like the Jokers, all of that, like all these new superhero people. That's like different actors that are playing them. That's always something that people have like a like they have something with. This movie was like this. Professor X and Magneto don't like. I've never really seen no one be like I fucking hate them. Like it's just like. I've never seen a revamp done so like did so well. Like it was like I'm I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. You you can prefer the, only, the older the, ones, but the the only yeah. other revamp that I could see that just was like beautiful is like uh, the Obi Wan like prequel versus original Obi Wan. It's like you really think that right. okay, these dudes are the same, like they're the same guy, but not to the right. like. I think that Magneto and Professor X like. These are the same people. Like, different actors, who cares? But, like, they played the same people, you know? Like, right. you really don't think of them as separate, like, 
entity. Yeah, you really all. think of them as just like, yeah, that's just his younger self. Like that's a continuation right mm-hmm. there. And uh, I'm I'm a stick I'm a stick with mine. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm going to elevate it simply simply for. Uh, I do think X Men: The First Class probably is the second movie in terms of uh, critical appeal uh, behind Logan. But in terms of like the overall enjoyment I got out of them, which is kind of more what I was basing my list on, uh, getting to see both James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender alongside Patrick Stortney and McKellen, I think that does that does make me go Days of Future Past. Just gives me a little bit more of the of the butterflies in the mm. tummy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, but yeah, shit. That's a that's a good list. That's a good list, and we finished the rankings there. Uh, yeah, I feel like we weren't so, uh, too different, but different in some areas. I just, yeah, we had, we had some, we had some stark, uh, like one or two things that are like, oh, that's way different than what we had, but not, not never more than a few places, never more than three or four, maybe. Yeah. I am going to re-listen to this pod just for one part of Colton saying that's like the harshest thing you can have said about X-Men. <laughs> Because I went in, I was thinking like I I don't think you realize the gravity of the statement. The Fantastic Four, nineteen ninety four, straight to that is the worst. That is the single worst film that's ever been made. You know, I, I was talking all that shit on X-Men Origins Wolverine and Fantastic Four 1994 is even fucking worse Straight than to that. VCR. Straight to VCR. Oh my god, I'm looking at the thing right now from that movie. Holy <laughs> crap, bro. It's just a big styrofoam block. <laughs> it's clarion time. <laughs> oh god. I, but I'm sticking by it because I, when I had said that, that was no hesitation. I went straight through. And Colton's <laughs> face was like, "Damn!" <laughs> no, yeah. I, I was, I, I could not believe the slander <laughs> that just that that occurred there. But uh, as we did with the six through thirteen, let's go ahead and uh, uh, list off. Uh, let's go ahead and run through the whole list. And uh, I'm also gonna take these lists down and post the. Uh, graphics that I'll make for the lists individually on Twitter. They'll all be available there for you to check out as well. Um, uh, yeah, Joseph, after like my five, could you like continue on for me? Because <laughs> I only have it written down. Yeah, I got you. I got, okay, I got it all. Great. Still, so. Okay, I could do the first five. <laughs> all right. Then uh, I'll start here. I got uh, number one, Logan. Two, Deadpool 2. Three, Deadpool. Four X Men Days of Future Past, five X Men First Class, six X Two, seven X Men, eight X Men Apocalypse, nine X Men Dark Phoenix, ten The Wolverine, eleven X Men The Last Stand, twelve New Mutants, and thirteen X Men Origins Wolverine. And that is my definitive Foxman movie ranking. So, uh. Let's let's go with Aurora's next. Okay, so first, X-Men First Class, two, Logan, three, Deadpool 2, four, Deadpool 1, and five, Days of Future Pass, and I'm handing the mic over to Joseph. <laughs> for me. Uh, six is X2. 
Then you had Apocalypse for seven. Uh, eight is X-Men. Nine is Dark Phoenix. Then The Wolverine. The Last Stand. New Mutants. And then X-Men Origin Wolverine. Okay. So, so yeah. And uh, all of our, like, bottoms are pretty much the same. Like, the the seven yeah. through, through 13. But for mine, I had uh, Logan, number one. Deadpool 2, number two. Deadpool 1, number three. Then... Um, Days of Future Past, number four. Now First Class sits at four, or five, sorry. Um, first Class sits at five for me. Which, which means me and you now have the exact same top five. Uh, but now my six is Dark Phoenix. Um, that's where it got a little pushed down to. Then X2, then X-Men, then Apocalypse, then Wolverine, Last Stand. New Mutants and X Origins Wolverine. I, I'm kind of throwing them as both at the end for me. So like, um, but yeah, there, there we are. All right, all right. Well, there you have it, folks. That that concludes Mutants Monthly number five. We've we've ranked the Foxmen, uh, and I cannot wait to see where what we do next with uh with Mutants Monthly. We'll kind of deliberate on whether or not we're gonna continue it this month or if it'll start back up February or exactly what uh exactly what the course of action is but we'll have that uh we'll have that information available on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod for you to for you to go uh check out. Yeah, so thank you very much. This was the Penny Bloom podcast. I was Colton Robertson joined by Aurora Carter. Thank you for joining me these last 5 months for Mutants Monthly. This has yes, I I I feel like I have a life. I love it. Thank you. I, I know it's amazing, yes. right? Like it's like I have something I have something I care about and look forward to that I like. Yes. Oh man, I have passion for something. This is awesome. I enjoy. And that. my favorite superhero uh, group. So thank you, thank you. Oh, you, you and you guys are mine. Uh, uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, and obviously, uh, Mutants Monthly shall continue, and you will be a part of it. Uh, and along alongside us will be Joseph George. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for including. For, for thank you for including the noob. You know, someone who doesn't really know a whole lot like you two. Uh, thanks for for having me here. Uh, it's been a blast as always. So, oh, of course. And uh, if you would head to patreoncom slash bloom where you'll find well over twenty one hours of exclusive content at this point. Uh, I also post up some artwork over there. It's very, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. All that money goes back into funding the podcast. And uh, I don't even quite make enough money over there to cover the costs of the podcast, but it helps a great deal. Uh, so if, uh, if you could go help out over there, that'd be awesome. Then head to Twitter and follow at Penny Bloom Pod. Follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. And uh, those, those social media platforms are where I'll give you updates on what uh, Mutants Monthly 6 through 10 will be. Uh, as we've just concluded uh, Mutants Monthly Season 1. Uh, this was our first official only only five we had nailed down. We have to come up with a new five for you guys. Uh, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, love, and bloom. And just because someone stumbles and loses their path doesn't mean they can't be saved. I was going to say, <laughs> fuck X-Men Origins Wolverine, <laughs> but sure, that too. <laughs>